welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Okay, so I think everything is working okay now. <laughs> oh, I hope you all can hear me. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. Very excited to be here tonight. We have some really cool things planned. It's going to be really nice to be able to just sit here for the next two, three hours, and well, three hours, and just chill with you guys and relax and have some fun, listen to some good poetry. Before we get started, though, I have some things to go over. And that is, first of all, if you would like to call in tonight and read on the air, read your poetry, you can do that by calling 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in. If you are interested in putting together a writer's workshop with us, you can do so. Probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would be on Facebook. And if you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. And let me know what you want to do. We'll get that set up. You can pre-record these. You can do them on a live show if you'd like to have that. Or you can do a combination of both. We can pre-record it and play your pre-recorded workshop and then come on and talk to the listeners and answer questions and things like that. You don't have to be a professional workshop provider in order to do one of these. Basically, we all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. So just let me know what you want to put together and we will get that done. It will be a lot of fun. The next thing, very important thing, probably the most important thing, is to thank those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting license for the year. It really, really means a lot to me and I know to the whole community that you guys um, did this. And it's really cool because there's a lot of people on our list. Uh, there's people on here that I went to high school with, you guys. There's people. There's a couple of my family members on here this year. Um, there's people who haven't called into the show ever but listened to it. There's, I mean, it's just such a wide, wide array of of people that that came on and you know I, in fact we have we have a uh, one of our readers mothers who helped sponsor the show because it means so much to their daughter how cool is that so it's really important to recognize these people you know especially during these hard times when you know a lot of people aren't working like me one of them because of the covid stuff if you know what i did for a living then you would understand by but um anyway so, you know, especially during these hard times, it's it's really cool that you guys helped to do this. So I do want to take a moment and show them the love that they deserve and tell them thank you. We do this at the beginning of every show because they deserve that. So our sponsors who helped contribute towards our 2021 broadcasting licenses, license one R, <laughs> Melvin Douglas Johnson, Todd Carter, Vicki Aqua, Sean and Maddie Gullickson, Audrey Michelle, George Wiley, Bart Solarchek, Brad and Darlin Kuhn, Uma Pochapalli, Christy Doherty, Douglas Curry, Eric Sheldman, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Gina Storm, Raymond Bentley, 
John Kays, Paula Sweet, Timothy Milton, Ronald P. Bremner, Kevin Kraft, Honey Parker, Karen DeWitt, Larry Teal, Robert uh, Mickey, Jade Mist, Rose Rosen, Christopher Ryan, Trina Pierce, Dennis Must, Barbara Cope Wilson, and anonymous donations made in the names of Cherry Rose, Ray Neighbors, Charles C.B. Banks, Glenn Steele, Rick Smith II, and King's Cadence. Always remembering those who are gone, but still walk with us every day in our hearts. Okay, so thank you, sponsors. You guys are amazing. Yay, cheer. I wish I had like little tambourines or a kazoo or something. Wait a minute, I might have a kazoo. Hang on. No, I did get my kazoo. Where'd my kazoo go? I do have a kazoo. Ready? I can't do it right. Wait a minute. I don't know how to play. Somebody, how do you play a kazoo? I was going to be so cool and do like, you know, yay music for our sponsors, but... Yeah, I don't know how to play a kazoo. I was actually given that kazoo. I want you to know the reason I have one. Many of you are probably wondering, why does she have a kazoo? Every year I judge the poetry contest at the Oregon State Fair. And Steve Hine, who is an incredible poet and who's actually the one that started the poetry competitions with the Oregon State Fair, years ago, I mean, he was a long time ago, I have a date with him once a year. And we go and we sit down at the fairgrounds and we judge all the poetry. And he knows what I do. And one year, what I think it was a couple of years ago, he showed up and he had this little box. I swear to you guys, it was just, it melted my freaking heart. He had this little box and it was gift wrapped, all really pretty, with a nice bow. And, and, and just, it's like, and he walks up to me and he's so cute. He's so just so darling man. And he gives me this box and he says, I brought this for you special. And I said, oh, thank you. And he goes, I want you to open it now. Like right now. <laughs> he was so excited. And so I opened it, and here is this little metal kazoo. And he goes, when you're on your radio show, you can do sound effects now. <laughs> it was the best moment, one of the best moments of my life. You know, if I end up in a, in a beige hallway somewhere someday drooling, and, and I only have a couple memories that I have on recall and replay, I hope that's one of them because I would loop that memory all day long. It was the most adorable, one of the most adorable moments in my life. He was so happy. So now I can tell him that I played his kazoo, or attempted to at least. I'm not going to tell him I sucked. We're going to, you know, I can embellish on that part. I'm going to tell him I played it like a trooper. But, yeah, that's where that came from. I just thought I'd share that with you because it's really a cute story. So, anyway, all right, yeah. <laughs> that is that part. Now, next thing we need to get to, workshops. Let me know if you want to do those. Thanking our sponsors. We did that. Oh, now we get to go to inspiration from the inkwell. Kazoo, do 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 noises. <laughs> this is your mini workshop portion of the show, so make sure that you have your notebooks, your pencils, papers, journals, whatever it is you write down. And if you don't have, if you don't get everything written down as I go through this, don't worry. After the show archives, after the show's over, it goes into archives, and you can come back and play the podcast and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show, and you can write down all of the, the prompts and everything that I go through. In fact, if you're ever sitting there sometime and you're wondering, hmm, I don't know what to write about, it's like, ah, come on, any of our show. I mean, we've been on the air, what, 14 years now, guys. So just come listen to the first 15 minutes. We didn't do this from the beginning. I don't remember what year we actually started doing this. But we've been doing it for a long, 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 long time. 
anyway, listen to the first 15 minutes of any show, and there will be something there to get you off and running and writing. All right, so did I stall long enough for you guys to get your pencils and papers out? You should always you should already have those ready, you know, just saying. that. Okay. So while the summer is going on, I've kind of cut back and pared down your workload because I really want you guys to, you know, as pasty poets who hide inside with our pens all day, I want you guys to go out and get some sun. Go out and live life and make messy and play in the mud and all that good stuff. Get stung by a bee. I don't care whatever, unless you're allergic, and then don't do that, please. But otherwise, you know, get stung by a bee because someday that experience is going to help you in your writing when you think, oh, wow, man, this really reminds me of that time I got stung by a bee. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the summertime, I'm, we've kind of combined combined some things for you, um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Everything that we're doing right now is going to center around your 12 writing prompts. So I'm going to give you your 12 writing prompts right now. And remember that prompts are like seeds planted. They're meant to grow into palms. And with that said, the prompt, you can use these as a line in your poem, or you can use it as a title of your poem, or use it as a general concept of your poem. So say the the uh, the prompt was war. You don't actually have to use the word war if you can tell that your poem is about war. It inspires it. You, you impl- an implied meaning, meaning. Okay. So a line in the title of or the general concept of your poem. And beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them is up to you. So there are 12 of these. So number your paper 1 through 12. And it's really cool. Um, I'll get into that at the end. I'm going to give you your prompts first. Okay, one, (laughs) a pristine kind of loneliness. A pristine kind of loneliness. Number two, bones resting like white sticks. Bones resting like white sticks. Number three, never make a deal with a fairy. Never make a deal with a fairy. Number four, casting a net into the night. Casting a net into the night. Number five, on their journey between worlds. On their journey between worlds. Number six, dark and mouthless children. Dark and mouthless children. Number seven, song for the wild one. Song for the wild one. Number eight, I am the trespass here. I am the trespass here. Number nine, the silence of the coyote. The silence of the coyote. Number ten, how simple after all. How simple after all. Number 11. Oh, I already did that one. Casting a net. Why is that on here twice? Wow. All right, so that one I put on the list twice. So we're going to move that one there, this one up here. Copy, cut, paste. So our first caller, it looks like Michael's our first caller tonight. Michael is going to give us our 12th prompt 
Okay, so be aware of that, Michael. I'm going to ask you to give her 12 pump because I only have 11 here because I used one twice. Anyway, rent paid by memories is number 11. Rent paid by memories. Okay, now, as you go through these prompts, remember that um, you can, well, you, when you go through them, you can write one poem to each prompt if you would like. You can mix, mix and match them and use line 11, line 3, jump down and get 7 and go back up and get line number 1 and use as many of the lines as you want in a poem. Or if you get real froggy, you can write a poem using all 12 lines. All right. Now, I've got an extra credit extra credit writing assignment in prompt two, writing assignment for you using these prompts. And I'm glad Michael's our first caller because uh, this one was really kind of inspired by him. Because I love that man. Okay. Sorry, girl crush in here. All right. So those are your prompts. If you missed any of them, I'll be giving them again here in a moment. Or you can come back and listen to the show and, and grab them later. Now, what we are going to be doing for your writing exercise, we're going to be using those 12 prompts that I just gave you. And from the list, what we call this exercise is called the pick apart a prompt exercise. All right. So first of all, instead of writing a poem to these prompts in this part, because you'll be doing that with the prompts, but instead of writing a poem, and you should really do this before you do any writing at all, I want you to do your pip Pick a part of prompt exercise. And what this does is it teaches you that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is way more important than what you write to it. It's to get you past those first knee-jerk reactions, the stuff that you know pops into your mind as soon as you hear something. All that is your brain's muscle memory. It's not great inspiration. It's muscle memory. All right, get past those and dig deeper. So this is going to help you do that with these prompts. So what I want you to do is I want you to take the first prompt and I want you to write it at the top of a clean journal page. And then underneath it, I want you to think and I want you to write six poems or six ideas for poems that you could write to that prompt. So instead of writing the poems to the prompt, you can just write down the ideas for poems, six different types of poems, six different directions you could take that prompt. All right. When you're done with that, go to number two. Write it down. And write down six different poems you could write to that prompt, six different directions you could take it. And then on down the list until you get all the way down to 12 and you have six for each prompt. All right. I promise you if you do this, you will not make it through this list without something grabbing a hold of you and taking you off and running. But it is a very cool exercise. If you do that, it's going to – if you do this – exercise it is going to train your brain to automatically think that way you know you, just like I was talking about muscle memory your brain is the same way something becomes habit after you've done it 21 times that's how long it takes for repetitive actions to become a habit for your brain to record it as muscle memory once you start learning how to do this when you hear something when you hear a prompt somebody walks up and says um, you know, I want you to write a poem about October. Instead of writing a poem about October and saying, oh, yeah, man, I'm going to write about pumpkins. Boom, that's muscle memory. That's too simple. That's too easy. Don't look for the easy. Find the obscure. All right. So you'll have a lot of fun with these. Now, what I was going to do 
is I'm going to run through these again really quick for you. But I want you to, I want to tell you what your extra credit exercise is for the week so you can think about that as I run through these. So if you missed any of them, listen up and I'll give it to you again. Um, but I want you to think about the extra credit I want you to do. The prompt in here I think that really grabbed a hold of me and I thought was interesting was rent paid by memories. You know, and, and of course, where you put your punctuation in that sentence can have a lot to do with, you know, what it actually means. But for me, it was like, you know, what what kind of rent do your memories have to pay for hanging on? You know, they're living in your brain. They must pay rent, right? So with that concept about of all these memories inside your brain paying rent, what's the cost of having those inside your head? Or maybe you're paying rent to your memories to keep them there. I don't know how that works. You're paying your memories to live in them or they're paying you paying you to live in you. You take it whichever direction you want. But I want to set up a collab right to this. All right, and I'm going to do the first verse. And what I'm going to do is the title of the poem is going to be called Rent Paid by Memories. And I'm going to choose one of these 12 prompts and I'm going to write the first verse using that prompt. I'm going to take it off the list and send my first verse and the list of prompts to the next person. And they get to pick one of the prompts and they get to write the next verse. So we have 12 people that have done this. So it may take us a while. This isn't going to happen by the next show, I don't think. It's going to, but it's going to be fun. But what I want us to do with it is, so I'm going to pick one of these and I'm going to relate it to something that's happened in my life. And it's going to be, I'm going to relate it to a memory I have. I'm going to write a poem about the cost of rent it has to pay. And the next person will go down the list. And I'm probably going to do the dark and mouthless children. I like that one. That one's good, isn't it? That one's good. I have to admit, I, every once in a while I'll come up with one. That's, that one's just good. <laughs> um but I think it'll be fun, and I'll, well, you know, we'll work through this and, and figure out exactly how it's going to be done. That's why I said I'm glad Michael's here. This is something, you know, I was thinking about Michael when I did this because he's so good at coordinating things like this. You know, maybe I can twist his arm and get him to, you know, take this and, and run with this, see if that's something he wants to do. But he's probably got enough on his plate. I'm just trying to pass the buck here. I just, I'm the idea person, right? Okay. Anyway, so that's what we're going to do. If you want to be a part of this experiment I'm doing, this collaboration I'm doing, if you want to be one of the 12 writers in this poem, uh, shoot me a message and let me know. That way I can make sure that we put you in there. Otherwise, I'm going to send it to whoever the hell I want to send it to. And if you get it, then, you know, so it's, you better hope that 12 people volunteer because otherwise you can, you're going to get a surprise in your email. But I think this could be a lot of fun. I think this is going to be really cool. All right, so there you go. There you have it. That is your writing prompts and your uh, writing prompts and your exercise and your extra credit. Now, as I run through these one more time, I want you to keep in mind, think about these and think how you could relate them to a memory of yours that has to pay rent for being in your head or however you want to do it. And so the whole thing's going to, the whole poem will be kind of abstract, but I think it'll be really cool. Anyway, number one, a pristine kind of loneliness. Number two, bones resting like white sticks. Number three, never make a deal with a fairy. Number four, 
casting a net into the night. Number five, on their journey between worlds. Number six, dark and mouthless children. Number seven, song for the wild one. Number eight, I am the trespass here. Number nine, the silence of the coyote. Number 10, how simple after all. Number 11, rent paid by memories. And number 12, Michael's going to give us when we bring him on. So I'll keep this page open so I can make sure to, to grab that from him. All right, so there you go. That is your inspiration from the inkwell. If you happen to miss any of that, don't panic. You can come back and listen. I want to remind you to remember... I want, to want to, I want you to remember, I want to remind you to remember that we are focusing on reading. You should always carry a book with you for those down moments when you get stuck in line at the grocery store or DMV. No, they don't have DMV opens right now. You should always have a little book with you. Read, read, read. If you're not reading more than you're writing, you're doing it backwards. You have to have input in order to have output. Feed your brain, and it will feed you. And then the two activities we've been working on is to uh, look up and learn one new poetry form every single month. Have fun with those word games. And number two, go out in the world and every single day find something worth 17 syllables. Write a haiku every single day. Find something out there. In your whole day, 17 syllables, that's all I'm asking you for. Every day. And just, you know, if you jot it down and there's only 12 syllables, don't worry, you can add more later. Just get it down and, and uh, yeah, this is important. This is like, if you do no other exercise or any of the things in these workshops, this is the most, single most important one for you to do. All right, that's it. That's all of our stuff for the workshop. I think I got everything on there. And, uh, yeah, we're good to go. Next thing I'm going to do is play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with a poem, recorded poem by one of you poets. So if you are interested in having one of yours played on the air, you can email it to me. The word the is in my email title, the, the speakeasycafe at gmail.com. Shoot it over to me in my email. Make sure that you put audio file, recording, something like that in the subject line, and that will let me know and kind of grab my attention. I will get up, get it uploaded to the show's library, and we will play it for the world. And I've got, God bless her heart, I love her so much. Karen DeWitt sent me a whole string of them, and I've been trying to find time to sit down, like all in one recording. But I have to separate them out so that each one is its own separate recording, and I can get them uploaded to the show, and I just have not had time to do that. So I want to apologize to her. I love her so much, and she is so good to us and just such an important part of our family. So I am trying to get those done, honey. But if you have any single ones you want to send me, you can do that as well. I just have not had time to sit down and and do that at all. All right, with that said, the track that we are going to play for you tonight is by Sarah Kay, and it is called Dreaming Boy. Here you go. In most of the dreams I remember from childhood... I am a boy, rescuing a maiden from a tower, or not rescuing anyone in particular, but definitely a boy. For years, when the only language I had were the scraps tossed from the popular kids' table, lesbian seemed as likely an explanation as anything. What does it mean to dream myself a gender? 
What does it mean to hold that secret beneath my tongue? The first time I kissed a boy, he was so tall, his lips so soft, I dreamt of the ocean for weeks, never in control of my limbs. Next to him, I seemed a convincing enough girl, at least when I was awake. At night, I was Batman. At night, a fireman. At night, a boy with muscles in boy places and a firm hand and a direction to run. The first time I kissed a girl, I did not like the way our faces melted into each other. Where was the stubble, the hard jaw and cinnamon I could not breathe through all her lilac? I dreamt of being lost in the forest of a terrible tidal wave. If I was not a lesbian, what possible explanation did I have? What words could I tie around this treacherous heart, this impossible hunger, this miserable mind? The first time I saw you, someone said, oh, he's definitely gay. And maybe that was a confusion I recognized. The first time we kissed, you told me to take it slow. I placed my hand against your ribcage and you moved it away. I felt like a 14-year-old trying to get a bra strap off. You spent the night anyway, and we lay next to each other breathing, my hands inches away from your boxer shorts twitching against the covers. The next morning, you made the bed and folded all of my clothes while I was at class. You learned to play the harp and sang me songs while you played. For my birthday, you baked me a triple-layer cake, woke up early to ice it. I watched your shirtless torso push icing through a tube. I have never loved a body the way I loved yours. In that moment, you pick flowers on your way to class. Leave bouquets in every room. When you dance, the walls lean to get closer to you. When I finally asked you if you might want to date boys, I held my breath while you thought about it for a long, quiet moment. I haven't met one I'd like to date yet, you said. And for right now, I'm pretty in love with you, if that's okay. And just like that, I did not crave language I had always thought I needed. And just like that, somewhere a hand reached backwards into a faraway dream and said, come on then, we've got a maiden to save. I guess what I am saying is you make me feel like a boy, like the boy I have always been. At night, I climb trees and wear cargo shorts. I steal buildings and build fires. When I wake, I am curled around your back, the happiest big spoon in the drawer. You are naked and heavy breathing, the man I love. I hold your body like the gift it is and safely sink back into dreams. I cannot tell you how much I absolutely love that piece. I, I, I love her. It was Sarah Kay. Check her out on Google. has tons of amazing pieces up there. And uh, we thank her for letting us play that. Very cool. All right. Remember, if you are a recording artist, you want us to play your piece on the air, send them in to me, email them to me, and we will get them put up. All right. I knew you'd like that, Levi. Um, I got the chat open. Hey, if you guys are having a hard time getting into chat, just keep refreshing it. It's, it just is not playing nice. It never plays nice. But 
I just thought I'd tell you that anyway because I keep every every show I get emails. I can't get chat open. I'm so sorry. I try kicking it. I puck it with a stick. Just nothing seems to work. All right, guys, guess what? Guess what time it is now? It is the best part of the show, and that's when we get to hear from you, the poets, our readers. If you're interested in calling in tonight and you'd like to share on the air with us, you can call in at 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. All righty. Remember that we do take callers in the order that you call in, such as Michael, area code 731. You are our first caller tonight, so listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. It's really important that people know who's reading. Otherwise, I keep getting pings and, and things in chat saying, you know, who is this, who's reading, blah, blah, blah. And then it, it it's like a butterfly, and I jump over there, and I look at that, I see it because it pops up, and, and then it's like I missed something you said, and I'd much rather just sit there and concentrate on you without the distractions. So make sure that you let everybody know who you are when you're reading. And it's really, really important to have your name attached to your work. I mean, basically, you are verb- verbally publishing your poem right now. Think about it. We have 14 years worth of recordings for our shows on, on in our archives. If you were to go back and listen to any random show from year one and there was someone who didn't say their name, how would you ever know who that was? Think how sad that would be. You know, they, they read this great poem, but they never said who it was. So please, please, yeah, real important, introduce yourself. The next thing is right now you can read two poems. We are having a little bit of an issue, it looks like, with the phone lines coming in. Um, so I have two poems ready. And if the, if it changes and things get up and running properly and we get a whole board full of people and I'd have to switch that back to just one poem per person, then um, I will let you know when that happens. And if it happens on your turn, please forgive me. But right now you're good to go for two. Two good, nice length poems. <laughs> All right. When you're done reading, it's really important to give your URL. You want to be able to build up your writing network, your your you know, let let people come in and, and get to know you and your work better and, you know, make connections with people who are inspired by you and who you are inspired by. So make sure you tell people how they can find you. This is really important in this day and age. All right, and then the next thing is, remember, we have a mature rating. That means you're bound to hear just about anything, with the exception of hardcore erotica. None of that stuff. No bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. We don't need to know about the nipples. You can just write a poem about them. Okay, don't get too graphic. Other than that, you are good to go. I'm going to go ahead and... Look at, we have area code 207 and 407. Hey, guys, you are not in the lineup. If either of you would like to come on the air, please press 1, and that will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. That's area code 207 and 407. So either of you want to come on, press 1. Glad you're here and hanging out. If you're just listening, that's awesome. If you change your mind at any time, 207 and 407, press 1, and that will put you in the lineup. All right, I said everything I'm going to say. I'm bringing Michael in the air. Area code 731, are you with me? I am with you. I am with you. Who are the other two people that are right behind me? I'm curious. Area code 97, just keep me in line, 972 and 219. 
There you go. Okay, that's that's you now given the first three like you always do. I'm just really big on you following your patterns and your 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 roadmaps because if you follow your patterns and your roadmaps, you'll be cool, calm, and collected. But sometimes if you get things out of order, you get nervous. I do. I do. That's very true. That's because I have a horrific fear of talking in public. You guys have no idea. After 14 years of doing the show, and I've worked in radio since I was 18 years old. After all this time, I am still terrified every single time that mic goes live. Isn't that crazy? That is veritably insane. It is. It really is. But uh, I don't know. It's, I mean, if I was to go read on somebody else's show, I don't know how to react. I've never read on somebody else's show. I know. You're you're my Michael, and I love you so much for that. You've, you were, you've just, I have to tell you, you know, you really are an incredible, incredible human being and such an important person to me. Since our very first day of meeting each other, you have loved me and allowed me to love you and supported each other and been through so much together. And, you know, I always laugh when you say that people call you a handful because I, you're, you're my arms full. And I just adore you so much, and I am so thankful for you. And, you know, sometimes people don't say the things they want to say or they think people automatically know them. But today I just want you to know that, okay? Well, I appreciate that. You're awfully sweet. I'm going to read a poem that I wrote in 2013 for a friend of mine named Katie Sanders. And this is a horrible poem. Oh, it's not a bad poem in its text. It's just it's got so darn many tongue twisters that I fall prey to my own traps. So if I slip, stumble, or fall, well, what the heck? I don't think I've read this since I debuted in 2013. Anyway, let's try Circling the Drain for Katie Sanders by Michael Todd. Playing mind games with myself about back in the wind, night blooms, Van Gogh style, spinning figure eights. She wants that I conjure fairy tale moments within Play connect the dots with constellation, ten fates. Fending resignation, tending assignation, holding back. Gazing in an October sky, sifting through cedar limbs. Scrapes and rubs at the base where bleeding hearts lack. You know me, do and eager to please, replete with whims. The time is gone where taking baby steps was in order. Bittersweet when good sorrow prevails. That I can use. Letter tied, yellow ribbons edged in black and blue border. A caged songbird is always going to sing the blues. Where have we gone when heart and mind condone suspicion? Hit the road, but before I go, smile and take a picture. Envy I have for such as you who weave of your own volition. Perilous plate as I revel in platitude. Your heart is pure. Not going to slide until all the glue runs out of the bottle. I feel no need to concede, though at a loss for what to do. The last word always belongs to me, but with your approval. These words were mine, but I wrote them for you. In form. Do you know something, Michael? I think that if we were to take a... If we were to take a list of every poem you've ever written, I would bet you that 70% of them are written for other people. Well, it's more than that. You think? Yeah. I was trying to be, I was trying to be conservative. 
Oh, it's way more than that. See, people inspire you. People are like people are like your brain candy. Here's my roadmap. If I write a poem, I write it to for two, four, or about somebody. That guarantees one person's going to get it. Now it's up to me to weave it in such a way that other people can read it and apply it to something of interest to them. And you do that. You're one of the most fascinating writers I know because you have Easter eggs all over in your poem, and you do. You know, you write a poem, and whoever knows you is going to recognize this stuff in it because you've written a couple for me. And it's like, I know exactly what you're talking about, but if someone, I mean, th- those are those are like our secret language inside the poem. But then you'll put, you'll write something and you'll put really cool examples or metaphors or something like that. And they're little Easter eggs that if you happen to know that this person, you know, is the person that did the drawings for the first camera on the moon, you would know that that's what you're referring to. There you go. Yeah, those are those are your Easter eggs. But then you put it all together in a very cohesive but esoteric way that makes everybody love them. Well, great. Yeah, it is great. Are you going to read two, honey? I say, do you want a five-minute or a one-minute? Um, I want the long one. Why? Because I'm greedy. No, I'm going to read the one minute and save the five minutes for next week. I'll give you an extra four minutes to talk about it. Such a tease. This was, uh, I think this got published in a book. I'm not sure. This is from 2015. It's called Acorns, okay? Acorns by Michael Todd. Acorns suffice sustaining wildlife when times are hard. The mighty oak tree, nature's lightning rod, shade provider for my yard. Such are the little things we choose to appreciate or simply discard. I absolutely love that. You know, as little, I used to walk home from school. See, you read the short one because you know I'd have a story. <laughs> when I was little, I used to walk home from the store and or walk walk home from school, and I'd walk past the the oak tree, and it always had acorns, and I'd always pick up. I I'd, I could never walk past without picking up acorns, a whole handful or a whole pocketful, and. We lived in this really old house. It was built in 1920s, and had. And if you went in the closet and you pulled the back shelf off the wall and took a hold of one of the brackets, you could pull on the bracket, and a panel would open, and it would go inside the wall. It was built during the Prohibition. There was also in the laundry chute. If you lifted up the bottom, there was a place to hide booze right there, by the bathtub. But I used to keep a jar, and it's probably still there to this day. No, the house burnt down. It's not there. Um, but it was probably still there. Because I never took it out, was a jar of acorns. I had a jar, and they were like they were wishes. My mom, my grandma told me one time that acorns were wishes, and so I had always I'd had like this jar of acorn wishes in my wall in my in my house when I was little, and I'd always add more to it because I wanted lots of wishes. Made me feel very nostalgic. Your poem. That's nice. It is. Did your wishes come true? A lot of them did. 
Hey, if it was only one, it was worth all the effort. <laughs> it's true. More than one has come true. What did you want to be when you grew up, Michael? I didn't want to grow up. I love you. <laughs> Best answer ever. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I need you to give us, before we let you go real quick, I need you to give us our 12th line, our 12th prompt. You want an extra prompt from me? I would say detour. That's it? One word? Detour. Okay. All right. So don't you think that's a good idea where we pass around all 12 of these and each person writes a, a, a verse to one of the prompts? Oh, you're welcome. I, I can give you all you want, but I can never write to prompts. I'm, I'm not that clever because, remember, I write two for about a single person. What's the odd of that person having the, the prompt that, that matches what I'm going to write about them? Do you want to help me with this project? Mm, we'll talk about it after the show. <laughs> oh, i got too much to do. <laughs> okay. All right. Awesome. Tell everyone how to find you, honey. You can find me. I have a blogspot page. It's mikepodblogspot.com. That's M-Y-K-E-T-O-D-D. Mikepodblogspot.com. That's a mouthful. So am I. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, Michael. We will talk to you next week, honey. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being here. <laughs> Bye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Okie dokie. Our next caller is Miss Anna at area code nine seven two nine seven two. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, sweetheart. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I'm doing really well. I'm good. That's good to hear. Uh, well, I have a surprise for you. I used some of the prompts to write one of the poems I want to read tonight. That's awesome. Okay. I changed it a little bit, but... It's still kind of like the prompt, right? You can <laughs> do whatever my name you is want. Anna. My name is Anna Donovan, everybody. Hello. And so the first one is called Summer Night. And I thought I'd read a second one, if that's still okay. Mm-hmm. It's my first love poem that I wrote when I was 14 or 15 years old. Wow. And okay. I wanted to share it because I've been writing since then. All right? Perfect. So the first one is Summer Night. Without warning, the heat comes down. It beats at the window with ashen wings. Mysterious burn swallows dreaming words, flames my aura with its handprint. Cicadas perform a sound wave around the courtyard led by some invisible conductor clad in amaryllis wicks and summer blackened fingers. Barefoot, I sidestep the purple cup and saucer blossoms, fainting in the afternoon like ladies-in-waiting dressed in court regalia at medieval times on stamens. The salt lamp sweats echoes from the sea on the windowsill. 
flares to a soft glow and touches the night's tide. Cement ponders on latent scribe leaves the whisper of the symmetry of crop circles. Something of the empty, something of the nothing, and I listen attentively. End of poem. Wow. Absolutely beautiful, beautiful word picture you painted there. This is what the summer nights are like these days. <laughs> and you could feel it. You could feel the warm air. I could smell the night air. I could hear the little little chirpy chirps. That's yes. Awesome. They're relentless. <laughs> mhm. Here we have frogs. We've I've, across the street there's a pond across the street from my house. And and you go out there and it's like between the crickets and the frogs it's just one continual just Never like you said, a symphony, concert. but it, it, it just, and, <laughs> but it's freaky when you're out there and all of a sudden everything stops and it goes dead silent. You know that the coyotes are out or something. <gasps> so uh, do you go back in or do you wait to see the coyote? Oh, I'm not afraid of coyotes. Unless I'm, oh, you you're know, not? Unless I have a broken leg and I'm crawling around with a bloody stump or something, you know. <laughs> they usually they usually don't mess with us. They're actually urbanizing themselves very well to coexist with us. They uh, they go after our cats and our dogs and our garbage and stuff like that. But they they still they still um, you don't hear about human attacks by coyotes. They're not like wolves. Yeah. But, well, yeah, no, they don't they don't bother me. Well, that's great. I I can see them once in a while across the fence. There's a wooded area, mm-hmm. and I can see their glowing eyes through the fence at night. It's Have you ever written a beautiful. poem about the coyotes? I've mentioned them in different poems, but that's a good one. I I shall do that. One of the Thank uh, one of the prompts this week, I don't know if you were listening for this, one of the prompts this week was uh, number nine was the silence of the uh, silence of the coyotes, the silence of the coyotes or coyote. Oh, let me so run that would, with that and I'll, I'll yeah. surprise you next week. All right. Well, Very the cool. second one is my first love poem. My first love poem. Call me. Choose me. Like I was the last kid on the playground, and I'll come skipping. Speak the word, and I'll let every deep emotion, aged and guarded since quiet childhood, embrace you. Golden helmets communing in sun speak. Ready feet tending to attention. All that is timid and restless in perfect formation. End of poem. That was awesome. That was beautiful. You were, you know, you have you're very gifted at the uh, at at writing tangible. I guess is the best word. You know, you you write things that are very tangible that that we can hold on to and taste and squeeze and and look at and turn over. You know, you you make it very real for us the way you write. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I found that, and I thought I had lost it. You know how when you find something, you think you've lost, and then you're like, mm-hmm. so 
amazingly excited and grateful to the universe and that you found some treasure that you thought you had lost and there mm-hmm. it was so I thought I'd share it now is that the one you wrote when were both of those or was that one the one you wrote when you were 15 14 or 15 that, that second one the first love poem I wrote that for the one who would turn out to be my first boyfriend <laughs> aww <laughs> But he never read it. He just, you know, I was too shy to show it to him. But I I saved it. I figured, you know what, maybe through the sound waves you'll, you know. I love thinking of young Anna Poet crushing on a boy and writing secret love poems that never get <laughs> read to him but are thought every time he walks by her in the hallway and her little heart races and... That's an awesome image. I oh, like thank you. <laughs> You're I was welcome. so shy. I was so shy. Bye. So I have another piece of homework just for you. Okay, I got it. I want, you write write it down. I want you to write a poem to him. You don't need to write it down. A poem to him? Yeah, it, and, and something like the title of it can be whatever you want, but something along the lines of the first boy I ever wrote a love poem to. Oh, all these years later, right. I'm going to write another love poem to him about him All being right. the first boy that deserved a love poem. Oh. And, and then we're going to stalk the Internet and find him. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm just joking about that part, kind of. But, yeah. Yeah. Well, everybody, you can find me on Facebook. I'm Anna Donovan. That's two N's, A-N-N-A. And then D-O-N-O-V-A-N. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla. <laughs> You're welcome, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you for that great readings tonight. Thank you. You're the only we show will. I'll ever read for. I'm too shy for any other show. Oh, you know what? No, 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 no. There's some really great shows out there. You know, and if you get a chance to check some of them out, you should. Because, I mean, there, there really are. Um, if you look on my page, a lot of people will post their shows on my page. So, you know, just remember, your words are your friends. They never let you down. You know, and you're, you're sitting there without your shoes on. You're home. You're safe. And, um, you know, if in any chance you ever get to read, I would take it. I would go explore some of the other shows because um, you're, you're an amazing writer, and, and I really want people to hear you. So, but this is always your first love and your first home. But you should you should go out and explore too. Does that make sense? Thank you. you. Oh, you're no, welcome. I'm I thought listening. I lost you. I was scared. It's like I'm. Doo-doo-doo. No, I was lost in thought about the poem you <laughs> told me to write. <laughs> I know, right? That's going to be a fun one to write. Yes, I know. I'm yes. going to write a poem to my mother. To your about, mother, okay. A poem to my mother about the first poem I ever wrote for a boy. Instead of writing to the boy. Because my mother found that poem. She found the poem I wrote. Randy Davis, oh, I remember. Yep. So I'm going to write a letter to my mother about the first love poem I wrote for a boy. We'll both do that. We'll write. We'll both do our homeworks, okay? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. 
Well, thank All you. Right. I'm so excited about my homework. You have a great night. <laughs> you too, baby girl. We'll talk to you next week. Oh, I wanted to tell you, I, I would mm-hmm. love to to write something about one of the prompts. Okay, I'll put you on the list for that. Yes. Okay, I hope awesome. it's not too late. No, not too late. All right, thank you so much. Have a great night. <laughs> you too, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. All Bye. right. Our next caller comes from area code, oh, Brother O. 219, you are on the air. Well, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing amazing, Brother O. How are you? Or Bro O, as I put your name on the board so I know what caller you are. <laughs> You're my Bro O. Bro O, 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 O. Okay, go ahead. I'm doing good. I'm doing, doing really good. <laughs> it is awesome to hear from you. So what do you have for us tonight, love? I got, uh, got this phone call. Why are the real men overlooked and unnoticed? It is often said that the challenge for a woman to find the real man. Tonight, live on the Speakeasy Cafe, I declare that it is equally as challenging for real men like myself to find women who appreciate and love us as a king will we were born to become. I know this struggle all too well. It appears that intelligent, God-fearing, and real men like myself are often overlooked and go unnoticed, regardless of what we accomplish in our lives. It completely compresses my mind as to why certain women would rather look at men with great physical attributes instead of investigating their character, or as to why certain women would rather date men run the streets in favor of an educated brother. Sometimes I want to pull a, a woman to the, off to the side and ask her, are you focused exclusively on how much a man has, has in his bank account or his material possessions or do you desire a man who knows your true value as a real and a phenomenal woman? It made me, makes me wonder, do I have to live up to a standard to meet a stringent requirements? Do I have to alter my personality and physical appearance just to impress her? Do I have to fit certain criteria in order for me to at least check me out? Or do I have the courage to be myself, overcome rejection, and keep trying until I finally meet a sister who loves me for me? There are a lot of good men knowing their hearts and souls that they are prime candidates to be taken off the single market. They have every qualification possible. They meet all the criteria, well, the majority of them. Good-looking, intelligent, God-fearing man. He's got moral values and standards. He's out there hustling and grinding to make aspirations of being a, being a, a contributor to society, a reality. He's got great potential, yet real men often get overlooked and go unnoticed like the footnote bibliography on the research paper or the table of contents in the book. You see, some of my fellow single brothers are trying to figure out why more women don't look in their direction. And I'm not going to lie. That really bothers them. And I know that I'm not the only brother who has ever experienced 
being overlooked and unnoticed. Brother, why do you believe that real men get overlooked and go unnoticed? See, they deserve to be with a real woman who loves and appreciates them for the great brothers that they are for a change. They got many great qualities to offer women. Any woman will be blessed to have them as a king. They have no clue about what they're missing out on. My dear brothers and sisters, I wouldn't be me if I didn't keep 100% about why real men often get overlooked and go unnoticed. Maybe some women assume that they may have already have a girlfriend, a fiancé, a wife in a relationship against a marriage. Maybe there's some brothers' past reputations that cause sisters to hesitate. Maybe there's some men, some, maybe there's some men that certain women don't date. Maybe it's the overall appearance or style of dress. Maybe it's because some men don't frequent bars and clubs, hang out with the guys, smoke, drink, or sleep with multiple women. Maybe it's a real man's flaws and professional shortcomings that they have an issue with. Maybe it's because certain women are intimidated by many tough men, like myself, or their level of intelligence too much for them to handle. Or maybe it's because some real men are just shy and they're too cautious to approach women or don't know how to convince a woman to go out with them because of their expectations of rejection. And poem. It's just so complicated. I'm just going to stay home. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Hey, Brother R, are you going to read two tonight? Yeah. It's been a while since you read two. You need to read two. The second one is called I Am Not Your Boy Toy. My dear sister, I'm not the type of brother that you just keep around for your pleasure. I'm not your boy toy that you can just play with. Because I'm a brother with emotions and feelings. I need attention. I need affection. I need recognition. I want appreciation. I need to be loved and loved. But not at the expense of being a woman's boy toy. See, I'm not a Nintendo 64 Game Boy, GameCube, or Wii. I'm not an Xbox or PlayStation. I'm not a Commodore 64. I'm not an Atari 2600 or 7800. I'm not a Sega Genesis, nor am I a pinball machine. I refuse to allow women to play or manipulate me as their video games, nor will I be massively copied by them either. I'm not your personal savings and checking account. I'm not your sugar daddy with a mansion loaded with cash money. I'm not your personal department store. I'm not a brother who wears a red suit, a red hat, white gloves, a white beard, black boots that gives you presents like Santa Claus. I'm not your ATM machine either because I refuse to allow any woman to spend all my money on a gold digger self, maxing out my credit and debit cards. Now, you need to go find one of these gullible, naive brothers who is foolish enough to spend all his money on you. I'm not your deck of cards to be shuffled and played like blackjack, poker, or spades. 
I'm not just saying the dominoes that you just play with and roll the dice with, roll the dice and dominoes you can play with. I'm not your monopoly game where you can become the richest tycoon and leave your opponent's bankrupt. I'm not your board game that you can play for with hours at a time. I'm not your game of chess and checkers, chess and checkers to be mastered. I'm not your piano, organ, or keyboard. I'm not your guitar. I'm not your horn or trumpet. I'm not your drummer, Bronco. Nor am I your violin that you just string along. I'm not your football that you kick or throw around the field to score touchdowns and field goals. I'm not your basketball that you can dribble and shoot in the basket. I'm not your baseball that you can hit singles, doubles, triples, or home runs with. I'm not your tennis ball that you can hit back and forth over the net. I'm not your golf ball that you can shoot in a bad nine and score all the one with. I'm not your soccer ball you just kick around. I'm not your volleyball you can spike over the net. I'm not your pool table, cue, or stick. Because I'm a brother who does not have time, nor the patience for your juvenile games, nor am I to be played around, played around with for your sports entertainment. I'm not chasing after you. I'm not proving my love to you. I'm not changing myself for you. I'm not explaining myself to you. And I'm not proving my true manhood to you either because my manhood is far more powerful than what's below my waist. And I'm not your personal service and convenience either. You must don't understand. You're dealing with a real brother, not a boy toy in porn. You're, you're talking about all these things you won't do, and immediately this song popped in my head, um, that 80s song, Don't Smoke, Don't Drink, What Do You Do, Goody Two-Shoes. That's what it was. Right. In fact, it made me think about two songs. Cause since you started reading, there's a, a song called Coin Operated Boy by Amanda Palmer. And I, yeah. I thought it was cute. <laughs> Oh, fantastic job on that. I am so glad. You don't read too very often, so I'm really glad you did. That was a treat, hon. Oh, thank you, Nolly. Yeah. I appreciate it. I really love the fact that you use, you know, so many people, everything is a game to them. You know, I really love that you used all the examples of I'm not these games, you know. Right. Good job. Because yep. some people like to play games. At my age, I'm too old for that stuff. Too old to be playing <laughs> games with it. Too old for that stuff now. Why don't we? Why aren't we that smart when you're younger? That's why they say that youth is wasted on the young. You know? Can you right. imagine having our brains and being back in high school? You know, I would pay much less attention to what was going on out the window and much more attention to my classes and. And, you know, there's a lot of, you know, imagine having your brain now. Yeah. Very cool. All right, darling, tell everyone how they can find you. Uh, Those of you who are not familiar with me, uh, I can be found on Facebook under the name of my brother again. Really easy to find. Uh, I'm nominated for three national spoken word awards. A radio show host two. A radio show is nominated. Also nominated for the year. I won that award two twice. 
also nominated for Best Folk Award Storyteller. And uh, just, I just got a lot of got a lot of stuff coming up, a lot of stuff in the words, these poems. You know, I'm trying to, trying to, trying to go on tour around the country, you know. And, uh, and I just look to connect with writers, you know, so I can learn. I can learn new styles of poetry and do learn new uh, new techniques, you know. So check me out. Check my page out. And all these things for your support. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight, hon. You did a great job. Well, now I appreciate it. All righty. And we will talk to you next week, yeah? I'll be back. Awesome. All right, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Our next caller comes from area code 5. Hey, 575, Levi. Welcome to the show. Hello, Nyla. Yep, this is Levi Miracle from New Mexico. It is good to hear from you. Yes, uh, I'm glad to be heard. So it is so, great to be here. I missed the last couple weeks. Sorry about that. I had a lot of stuff going on. So, honey, you're allowed to have a life. Am I? You are. Okay. Well, that's good. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I brought two poems tonight. They're oldies but goodies. I, I like them a lot. So um, I'll be reading those. So by the way, how are you doing? You doing all right? I'm doing really good. I'm, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Thank That's you. That's good. I heard that comment about Coin Operated Boy. I love that song. Coin Operated Boy. He's not a toy. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> love that awesome song. Awesome song. I saw her it in is. concert at a little intimate, uh, little intimate uh, bar type place mm-hmm. in uh, Portland. Oh wow! About yeah, I would love ten to years see her ago. Live. It was amazing. Yeah, and what's her band's name? I for, she she does her solo stuff, and then I forget her band's name. But I don't remember. Song. Do you know that she was she was uh, trained as a classic? Her her family is very uppity do, and trained her as a classic pianist pianist. Mm, and she no, was offered I didn't a know that, but. yeah. She was offered a position with like something huge like the Philharmonic, uh, you know, something because she's like this incredible, incredible child prodigy of just this amazing piano player. Pianist? And she oh, wow. didn't do it and instead made the plays the type of music much to the dismay of her parents to the point where they're estranged <laughs> yeah, over it. You know, they can't believe that she's pondering and wasting her talents. You know, she's like <laughs> right. huge. So it's crazy. Just a little bit of trivia awesome. for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely uh, look that up and just read more about it because I love her. And uh, there's a song that she has with her band, and oh my gosh, it is so haunting, and I love it. It's amazing. I'll have to send it to you, see if you've heard it. Okay. I would love it. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Okay, my first uh, poem, I think I've read this here before, but it's okay because it's been a long time. Um, it's called A Love Story. Be calm, don't panic. Well, remember the Copenhagen stain on your skorts I left. 
the coat of faux fox for freedom I bought you, and you became a queen's ego for a Wednesday. Remember the comatose sidewalk you remember tripping on, falling for, as if embracing your downside, as if forgetting your loyalty to me. Stay calm. Don't panic, you said. As if love were a replacement for a plaything. As if acorn squash with brown sugar and a glass of red chateau wasn't your favorite meal. As if our first kiss kiss meant as much to you as the passing of leaves. A portrait of a stranger, the cabbie, forgetting his fare. Keep calm, don't panic, you said. Because love is a camel toe, an intriguing pocket of desire. Look, but don't touch, you said. Smell, don't taste, you said. But a plump apple will always look delectable. I remember the fog that day, as thick as the water, as coarse as latex paint, as smooth to breathe as your hair after you've been jogging, but there was no fog in the air. Only the blink pink of midnight sonnets, the spice of decompressing poetry, melancholy time. If the Bible were our sex book, God would absolve me of sins and my reproductive democracy. Spit on me and I'll bleed. Kill me and I'll forget your laughter. But fuck me one more time and I'll never speak of this again. Be calm. Don't panic, you said. Be calm. Don't panic. Remember that the fog is forever in my favor, and our love story is a forever a fairy tale never read. Be calm. Don't panic, I say. In peace. Be calm. Don't panic. That was incredible. Thank you. That was yeah, absolutely I wrote, incredible. I wrote that like... Um, I don't know, six years ago. And it's been published, I don't know, it's been reprinted probably six, seven times, quite a few times. It's it's one of my favorites. That's so why I read it different places, and I, I like it. <laughs> it's it's fun when you write something that you really connect to. You know, there's yeah. there's you're going to write a whole bunch of stuff. You're going to write a bunch of crap in your life. And you're going to write a bunch of okay poems. And you're going to write some really good poems. And you're going to write some masterpieces. But then you're going to write that, that handful of ones that are yeah. really special. Yes, and I like this one. I just, you know... I think I think it's pretty good, and I just wish. Well, not. I, I'm very thankful for the publication I put it in. You know, but I could have maybe sent it out to little, you know, maybe like larger publications first. And but it's okay. I'm glad where it's at. That I'm not saying I'm not ha- grateful for that, but I think it could have well, been there, like in a bigger journal. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, there's larger publications though. Not so much. Pu- um, journals, they don't do it very much, but if you really look for uh, callings on anthologies, a lot yeah. of times anthologies will accept previously published poems. Really? Like reprints? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anthologies will, because usually they're themed and they want the best of the best, so they'd be cutting off their nose, you know, despite to their spite face, their face if they yeah. didn't accept mm-hmm. those, you know, if they want. So a lot of times they will accept uh, pre, I'll, I'll, watch, I'll look and see if I can find some of those for you. Okay, that'd be awesome. Because I'm in, I'm in several anthologies, but I haven't been in an anthology in a long time, so I need to get back to that. So, 
They're a good, they're yeah, a good that would be awesome. To, for, especially for themes. Perfect. All righty. Awesome, I have one more. Let me see. Mm-hmm. Let me pull it up here. This one is a racial piece that's dedicated to my two sisters. And it's entitled, Do You See Me? Do you see me? Do you see this skin? I am Hitler. I am Jim Crow. I am the Ku Klux Klan. I am neo-Nazi. I am fascism in its richest form. I am a gringo, a cracker. I am albino born. I am white. Privilege wrapped in a beautiful Caucasian package that should be adorned, but I am ashamed. Ashamed, because I can still hear the ancient screams in my head. The whiplashes. The dead crying out to be alive again. I feel the striped backs and the slats in the cage, the unwritten pages of every black life that should be in our history books, but they aren't. They just aren't. And I feel it. I feel the eyes glaring pleading to me their master for a cup of water, for a crust of bread. I hear the pleas of a people that were silenced for so long, and to what end? To what end? I smell the fumes from the chambers that held the men, women, and children because of a star they wore on their sleeves, because they were a breed of vulgarity in the eyes of a man who felt his superiority should reign. I can feel their agony, the bubbling in their lungs, the numbing sensation of death entering their bodies until they are naked pile of flesh on the floor. I can go on and on and on with the instances of hate. But right now, I want no more to be white than the people that carry the color the white men spat upon. From dusk till dawn, for centuries I've been white. I am the white group that burn crosses on the black lawns of America. I am the white racist shouting Dixie behind the rebel flag at the Battle of Gettysburg. I am the neo-Nazi driving a car through a crowded, through a crowd in Charlottesville. I am the white hand of a cop wannabe pointing a gun at Trayvon Martin and pulling the trigger. I am a dictator that spreads genocide over the whole race of people. I am the bitter taste of history that will never be erased. Because I'm a waste of human color. However, I'm not ashamed of the color of my skin, but what it has represented for centuries. I'm not ashamed of the color of my skin, but of the heritage attached. Because when I close my eyes, I see millions of dead bodies, beautiful people. Every single one of them. Every one of them deserve more than this white man standing on their memory saying, saying, I'm sorry. It isn't much to offer, but these words are dedicated to every person that felt inferior because the white man told them their skin color just wasn't good enough. And right now, in my head, no one could feel lower than I do. Because I am a gringo, a cracker. I am albino born. I am white. I am Hitler. I am Jim Crow. I am the Ku Klux Klan. I am neo-Nazi. Do you see me? Do you see the skin? I am ashamed. In peace. We pay for the sins of our fathers. Yep. Yeah, that is so and, true. And they will have their pound of flesh, right? Yep. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I like that piece. It, I it do really too. I think it speaks volumes and 
uh, I don't know. Well, I'm I'm doing another show after yours, so I won't be able to save the whole thing. But I'm doing another show after yours, and uh, at 7:30, I think. Yeah. So my time, Mountain Time. So um, I'm gonna read that one. I think there, because there's this poet that's uh, gonna be uh, mainlining. You know, the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Headliner. And headlining. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and uh, uh, he does a lot of racial poetry, so I think he might like this one. So we'll see. Absolutely awesome. All right, sweetheart, are you going to uh... tell us how to find me? Of <laughs> right? Of course. You can find me on uh, Facebook under uh, Levi, L-E-V-I. Well, the writings of L-E-V-I, Levi, Miracle, M-E-R-I-C-L-E. Poetry and Writings of Levi J. Miracle. Um, I'm on Poets and Writers Database. You can find a lot of my publications there. I'm an award-winning songwriter, and you can hear my... Well, you can read my lyrics. You can't hear my song yet because I haven't put it out there yet. But You can read my award-winning song lyrics on uh, ISC, which is International Songwriting Competition. And, yeah, just Google me, and I'm there. Very my cool. work, so yeah. Awesome, sweetheart. Fantastic. Alrighty, job. And we will Thank are we you. gonna talk to you next week? Yes, I I'll, I'll try my utmost to be here next week. Perfect. Perfect. All right, honey. Thank you. Alrighty, Nyla. All right, you as always have a wonderful night. Hey, do you want to be on the list for the collab poem we're writing? Sure, yeah, that'd be great. Well I don't okay. I I heard part of it but I was like so just send me the information or whatever, and okay, and I'll yeah I'll be part of it. Perfect. All right, hun. Thank you. Alrighty. We'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later, Nyla. Bye. All right. So yeah, if you guys are interested in in doing that, let me know, and I'll write your name down. Then I that'll be less people I have to uh, surprise. <laughs> All right. Next caller, eight three two eight three two. You're on the air. Oh, what's up, Miss Nyla? Hey, sweetheart, how are you, Soldier Blue? Mr. Blue Blue. Mr. Blue. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) Ah, this, uh, This one's called Depth of Bone. Sharp creases, blunt folds of skin... Sometimes the pressure is too much to fill the spaces between the words. Sometimes it's not enough to think. You must speak. The dissidents, the parallels grow thick with lines of preconceived prejudice of others. Southern climes, darker skins, shavikinka. What the hell does that have to do with anything? Darker skin doesn't make you more. Lighter skin doesn't make you less. Pick your prejudice, fill in the blanks. You've already been taught how to hate. You've already been schooled. Bones in disarray. Now it's time to figure out what is real. To discern by observation more than feelings, 
more than single choose the whetted blade of intelligence. Choose to think, not follow what someone tells you. Use coherency, not the latest trending. Be real. Donc, and peace. Wow, that was short. What do you mean, end peace? Yeah, you know, some these are these. I look at these like vignettes. They just came out this way. <laughs> oh, quit uh, it. <laughs> yeah, you know. Oh, trust me, I'll be back in form next week. I just had didn't have a lot of time to uh, flesh things out, so I picked some of the ones that just seemed pretty much on a. Uh, uh, just kind of like they were, you know, already wrapped, so to speak, in terms of how they, how they uh, unfolded themselves. Uh, this one's called Black Blends. Bends, actually, Black Bends. Black Bends the Sun. Sun-dried truths pitted seeds of dreams. Shaken from the sacred gourd, streams followed the gathered light of the moon. It was a pint of magic, but she was good. Phases bright with smiles, belly runes flattened the ripples of a night wroth eddy before the break of day, gus on in. She's been crying again. Say, and death has caused her grief. Spoiled with rot, the relief she sought with sleep. Nothing comes to her now amidst the pale gray shades of waiting. The bones of her toys long since melted, crushed dust. The shattered cancer of rust, rustic blood, Rabine. A distant thought, water's only a memory. Water is memory. The distance is never so great. She was laughter spirit then they sent her to school she became something else took under herself an emblazoned death school there as deep as water bless me father bless me was all she said before she dropped her flesh Rising spirit found a blackened sun. Nikhodzi, ashes made, lives undone. She was but one of many. Many more souls to be sought for, to be found between sun and blackened breath. This is for the little ones. That was incredible. 
Actually, that one that was the one I just kind of, I don't know, it just it just was the one that really kind of had a shine to it. So I just pulled that one out. Very good job on both of those, sweetheart. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, You're very uh, welcome. I, uh, I have, uh, I got more, obviously, uh, <laughs> writing all the time anyway. But, um, <laughs> hey, I ain't gonna lie, I do it all that time. That's what keeps me going. But, um, you can find me on uh, Facebook, it's uh, Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses, it says Soldier Blue. And that's me. And then also my podcast, which is uh, Red Earth One, and it's basically all together as one word. And the R, the E, and the O is capitalized. It's a free podcast at this point. And uh, I think I have like maybe like nine, I think like nine episodes, I think. I'll have to look. I haven't checked lately. Um, but I'm going to add some more. And that one's uh, available on uh, at least eight different uh, podcast platforms that I'm aware of. So. That's very cool. So, in other words, guys, go check them out. There you go. Like I said, it ain't going to cost you nothing, so I don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> Pull it up and listen. You know. Yeah, just saying, you know, I mean, hey, I'm trying to, like I say, I mean, I, I you know, I, I just look at it like, you know, I mean, I'd rather have the interest and uh, an audience first, you know, and then, uh, then we can start thinking about other things. Yeah. But primary to me is just getting it out there. Well, fantastic job tonight, and we will. We will see you next week. I know we will. After us. I'm confident. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did want to leave with one with one last one, one last thing. It's a real the real short idea, but I I really liked it because it came up on a on a comment for a, a native YouTube uh, song that I watched the other day, and I just thought it was really cool. They thought they could bury us. They didn't know we were seeds. That's awesome. I thought that was just kick ass. (laughs) That kind of made my toes curl, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. And and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I'll probably use that as a starter uh, line because I I know I can do something with that. So that's no, no problem there. I'll make sure that I put that together. But, yeah, I just wanted to leave on that note because I thought that was really cool. It is. Fantastic, fantastic. Thank you for sharing that. I really like that, seriously. Very good. Cool. Too good. <laughs> well, thank you, as usual, Ms. Myla, for this platform, self-expression. I know it helps me out a lot. Well, we appreciate you, so thank you, hon. 
and we will we'll talk to you next week and bring your homework and all that good stuff. All right, I think we're done. Okay. I'm having problems with the lines, so I'm talking in text. It always happens with you. And usually you read really long poems, so it's like either well, can... when you read, I can either like take a bite of a peanut butter sandwich and eat my eat my dinner while you're reading. I'm thank God I did not take a bite of peanut butter sandwich tonight because you didn't give me time for nothing. <laughs> or if there's tech issues, it's like okay, Soldier Blue's gonna read an awesome poem. I'm gonna listen. No, no, that didn't happen tonight. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. After all these years, you still keep me on my toes. Well, I try to mix it up a bit, you know. <laughs> well, fantastic. All right, honey. We'll talk to you next week, sweetheart. All right. Thank you. All right. Uh, yes, you're good. Bye-bye. Bye, Miss Mark. All right. Guys, our next caller comes from area code 860. I think it's Christy. 860. Oh, come on. It's not letting me mute. And unmute. Let's check this out and see if it works. Come on. There we go, I think. 860, are you with me? Yeah, hi, Nyla. It's Krista Jopak. How are you? I said Christy. I'm sorry, Krista. It's so good to hear from you, my love. So glad there's okay. another voice here. I'm just fighting with this board like crazy tonight. Yeah, it's intermittently it kind of um, goes out, not for a long time at all, but just, yeah. That's crazy. Well, I'm glad you're here. What did you bring for us tonight, love? I'm happy to be here. Um, lovely prompts tonight. I have to give you kudos for that. You have the best prompts. Um, so, <laughs> Which ones did um, you like? Do you remember them? Which ones? Um, yeah, I, I left the room. I'm in a different room. Uh, but, okay. Yeah, there are some, some beautiful ones. I feel bad using them because they're so beautiful. I feel like I'm lifting, you know, a gorgeous phrase. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, there's seeds. Make it grow into something amazing. I know you do. You will. So I'm going to read um, one poem called Tangerine Symphony. And um, I finished it today for Speakeasy Cafe for you. So that was nice to have the deadline. (laughs) It's been so busy. So, um, Tangerine Symphony. Monday shuffled the rain's pages, soggy and spent. Tuesday threw a lifeline to resurrect dreaming. After this many days of torrential rain and thunderstorm, the sun's image fits in a miniature dollhouse's tiny white frame. The velvet masquerade would still occur on Saturday, everyone wearing purple. I sent away for the starter happiness kit, but my credit card was declined because my brain loses its mooring. You should deadbolt your front door. The circus is in town. I apologize that the long-winded letter I sent burst into flames that I meant to be goldfish orange lilies and also that my I'm sorry email infected your hard drive. Shit happens, but no one was supposed to bleed on shrill speed. If it were all a Mobius strip, people like you couldn't jump off at craggy cliffs with lost seabirds. What did I take you for on our high-speed chase in summer with all the windows down? I could do all our math during any unforeseeable traffic, delays, 
I'm sorry, I could do all our math during any unforeseen traffic delays while rubbernecking. I assure you I'm qualified to decorate doubt. This disillusionment hinges with the clock. Spiritual fatigue when one can't find more pills. Love can't heal everything, but you won't see that in your social feed. Soldiers lie down to drink desert stars because the poison is way too close. Not everything can be reassembled with industrial glue. When you make just don't shift. Are you there, hon? And your beliefs sealed. You're cutting out, sweetheart. Are you with us? Hista? All right. She's dropped. Her call is dropped. So I will watch for her to come back on the line. And um, as soon as she comes back on the line, we will bring her back on. I'm hoping that it's not my line. I'm, I'm fighting with the board right now. Go ahead and push down. Okay. We're going to go ahead and try to bring on Raymond. Are you code 407? Are you with me? I'm with you. How you doing, Nyla? I'm doing awesome, my darling, wonderful man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I was just looking over my book, uh, Inspiration. You can get it on uh, Amazon under the name of Charles Raymond. Trying to find a uh, piece I want to recite to you tonight, to you guys. And uh, I think I found it here. (laughs) Yeah. It's called uh, I Wanna. I Wanna. I want to walk, I want to talk, I want to fly to the sky. Oh, to be caught up in the twinkling of an eye. To skip and to soar and to levitate even more and more and more. Beautiful women everywhere, but I don't care. I want to get to where the glories are there. Oh, to see the stories of the glory. It's me. I'm in a world whipping woo when a lost shoe makes me stop and go amongst the dusty souls with my 15-year-old. But he need not of the most of it, and he can't stand to be dependent. I want to fly on my own with my soul to anywhere in this square. Please, let me be who I am. I want to write under Niagara Falls and be under the anointment abounded upon this body of me. My pen is in my hand. I'm taking notes of life experiences. Wisdom's protocol is on the wall. Promises of Jehovah. There's proof of Christ. I'm among holy water, being drenched with hydropower. 
and this is where I want to be. So this is where he hides me. Many hammers are upon my head, but they only mellow me out. When a vast array of crystals clear was swayed before my very knee, come, let us make our escape to the cold block box underneath his seat. I want to skip from the floor to the trees to the top where out I come into life's place of new. It's a land of splendor open only to the peaceful wishes of all creation. Leave me there all along to smell the taste of Elohim and let the dust of Agua continually bless my soul and cause me to sweat a glory of being. Oh, to see the things that eyes haven't seen and to hear with the unheard ear of the dung in the box man is made to eat, but in his hope, love abode specifically to inspire me. That's I want That comes from my book called Inspiration. You can get it on Amazon. Uh, it's Charles Raymond. It's the ghost author's name. I got another one I want to share while I'm at it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's called When I Knew God. Uh, when I was younger, years ago, uh, God was my imaginary friend. Go figure. Five years old. But it's called When I Knew God. When I knew God, I communed with him. When I knew God, I worshipped him with my whole childish heart. A youthful lad I'd be who believed that he somehow listened to me. I eagerly await miracles to come to me when I knew God, hoping hard in his unseen being, wishing deep to see the reality of all that grown-ups would tell me. Peace, 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 they repeat, just to fool me into believing life could offer it to me. When I knew God, but I'd speak only when it was him and me, caring, crying in the morning. After a warm breakfast, when I could think, walking the feet to the schoolhouse for little souls there black like me. Do he hear me? Do he believe what I'm saying when I move my lips and speak, hurting in my soul? And hurting in the soul of my emotions, in the eyes of the awful things that I see, and the tears of inequity. When I knew God, I asked him to help me, not understanding by making known the meaning of peace. Zooming me along the electric company and Sesame Street, helping me think in terms of what can be for me. The world would be so sweet, but I always had a confusing thing to think, not knowing then, but it was called reality. When I knew God, I wanted him to tell me, give me, love me, hold me, and help me to trust only him in my belief. God, 
I know when I knew God, I was never alone. That's called when I knew God. Uh, and that's Pretty what profound. I do. <laughs> you know, it's funny the things that when we look back on our life, we realize the significance they had. And even though we didn't understand why when we were younger, we knew they were significant. Indeed. Indeed. We get older and we get mature, you know, and um, we take it into consideration. Mm-hmm. You know, if we're careful, we remember everything about our lives. You know, if we're careful, we'll know what it took to grow up. <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Um, Fantastic again, this, job on that. Thank you. Thank you, Nyla. Uh, this is Raymond. You can reach me on Facebook, Raymond Bentley on Facebook. Okay. Until then, I guess I'll see or hear from you guys on next week. <laughs> I want to, uh, as long as I have you on the air, because you don't call in that often, I want to thank you, by the way, um, yes. for being the spon- one of the sponsors on our show. And really for the last couple of years, you've been helping sponsor the show. So just know that we love you and appreciate you so much, okay? Yes, indeed. I love you guys also. All right. And you guys don't know this, but even though, you know, Raymond doesn't call in all that often and read, he's here every week listening. Very seldom do I ever see him not there. So So keep up the good work. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you, sweetheart. Thank you, hon. All right. Good night. (laughs) Good night, sweetheart. All right. Let's see how we are doing on our board. We got Christy back yet? Nope, not yet. I'm watching for her. Oh, yes, we do. Yes, we do. Let me see if I can grab her. Or Chris, why? Chris, Chris, are you there, honey? Yeah, I'm not sure when um, our call failed. Will you please change your name so I stop calling you the wrong name? It rhymes with Trisha. Trisha. <laughs> <laughs> I will Pol- just, Polish just, spelling. Polish spelling. I, I, I normally don't get it wrong, but I don't know what's wrong with me tonight. So I'm not sure where, how much you heard of my poem. So you just need to start over, babe. All right. Okay. So Krista Jopek again. <laughs> Tangerine Symphony. Monday shuffled the rain's pages, soggy and spent. Tuesday through a lifeline to resurrect dreaming. After this many days of torrential rain and thunderstorm, the sun's image fits in a miniature dollhouse's tiny white frame. The velvet masquerade would still occur on Saturday, everyone wearing purple. I sent away for the starter happiness kit, but my credit card was declined because my brain loses its mooring. You should deadbolt your front door. The circus is in town. I apologize that the long-winded letter I sent burst into flames that I meant to be goldfish orange lilies, and also that my unsorry email infected your hard drive. Shit happened, but no one was supposed to bleed on shrill speed. If it were all a Mobius strip, people like you couldn't jump off that craggy cliff with lost seabirds. What did I take you for on our high-speed chase in summer with all the windows down? 
I could do all our math during any unforeseeable traffic delays while rubbernecking. I assure you I'm qualified to decorate doubt. That disillusionment hinges with the clock. Spiritual fatigue when one can't find more pills. Love can't heal everything, but you won't see that in your social feed. Soldiers lie down to drink desert stars because the poison is way too close. Not everything can be reassembled with industrial glue. When you make a mistake, fold it in like in a watercolor painting. Just don't chisel the sculpture down to alabaster dust. There's a number to call for that, a hotline for a metaphysical fix. Later, you can return your beliefs COD. I've grown new enchantment from seed. If, when, pretend, what we're waiting for might be worth the gauze bandages. What do you expect for a dollar? The paper is soft like a thin cloth harboring lilacs. I lost the lines you were waiting for, spent that money on champagne. It's the rain's fault. It's breath on the sunflowers causing the most pronounced blurriness, the fog swallowing airplanes. The snake in the garage perpetually eats its own tail in private when no one is home. If we buy the pontoon boat, we'll be pleasure-laden. Now that you're reading this, now that your focus is realigned with hummingbirds, frenetically their thin wings pump in overdrive to keep emerald bellies afloat. Somewhere a family mourns their lost vacation by the sea. The barnacles muscle shells their youngest gathers when the tide leaves for sleep. Without his compact leather briefcase, a man in a stolen country paces a faded Persian rug. Someone in a lost city shrugs that none of this matters. There's no grand gesture to end any of it. Now what? I wasn't privy to the memo. I'm preoccupied, throwing new hands to conduct a symphony of tangerine. There's nothing I know inside. End poem. Wow. So what what was going on when you wrote that one? Where did that one come from? Oh, boy. The last two weeks of life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been, um, yeah, it kills me. I haven't really had the time, but um, I wake up just viewing lines of poetry and writing them down and, I just collected them today, and, yeah, I, I didn't even use any of them, um, all of them, rather, because, you know, there's probably a couple poems in there. So, yeah, this is like a double poem because I didn't write for two weeks, which is kind of scary, I have to say, because I feel like, you know, you never forget how to ride a bicycle, but it's kind of like going to the gym, even though I don't go to the gym, you know, or cleaning the house. Like, when you haven't done it, it's so hard to start like I don't know you almost feel like I don't know I can't explain it it's just it's scary and it makes it harder to write <laughs> on the one hand like I want to but then I'm like I don't know rusty or something I don't know that you but, know why that happens honestly do you want to know why that happens uh-uh. the muscle that you talk about no, it happens because of the pressure that we put on ourselves and this is something pretty unique um, to our generation of writers because we are instantaneous, instant gratification. You know, er- everything is just done so fast. You know, we, we're like the microwave generation of the world. Um, 
it's this pressure that we put on ourselves to write poetry. And we don't allow ourselves to just write. So when you sit down to write, you're you're thinking, you know, I've got to write a poem, I've got to write a poem, I've got to write a poem. You don't. You just have to write. If you do that, if you just sit down and write anything, then your brain keeps in the habit of writing, and those poems are going to come to you organically. Yeah, um... It's just been crazy, you know, I've got the cognitive impairment, so writing takes a lot of energy, so, so like, I have written every day, but just, you know, these little pieces, especially when I wake up or when I'm walking or, you know, when I see my first hummingbird or the, you know, I live near the airport and it was foggy, you know, and it actually swallows the plane, so there's all these details from my life, but, yeah, it's just been so busy, and, um, but yeah, see, that's like okay. If you're doing that and you're writing down those things, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You know, those little hiccups. It's like when I'm talking about everyone, you know, writes 17 syllables, write a haiku every day. You know, you can mm-hmm. take in many of those things that you're writing down, those little tidbits, and turn them into your haiku for the day. Yep. Yeah, you know, And then mm-hmm. you'll have sure. them for later. So it's good that yeah. you're doing that. Yeah, I like the long line. It's funny. I, I used to write a lot of prose poetry, and now, so all of those bits were um, stanzas, right? Extra space between them. So it's kind of new for like the past maybe year, breaking away from like the paragraph, you know. But I like the long line, you know. And then you know to have a short line in there. Mhm. Well, no, you did a fantastic job on them. Oh, thank both you. Yeah. Thanks, Nyla. Oh, you've only read the one, not time. both of them. You've only read the one, so not both of them. Dub- but you know what? It was a double. And I I practiced the first time when I called. <laughs> so I'm like, I read it better this time. <laughs> so I'm on, um, my website is krishajopek.com, K-R-Y-S-I-A-J-O-P-E-K.com. And I'm on Facebook personal page, author page. Elliot Jopek has a page, my dog, T.S. Elliot. And, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, isn't his an amazing story, T.S. Elliot? Yeah, he's a special dog. And we've had so many thunderstorms here in Connecticut, and he's so scared. And because, um, you know, he was rescued, so who knows how long he was out in the, the wild. And, um, oh, so much rain. Oh, my gosh. I thought today was the first day, but yesterday was the first day we saw the sun in, like, 10 days. Wow. The car. I was so worried about my garden. I was like, oh, I don't have to water it. But then, like, the tomatoes need sun, the flower. I'm like, where are all my flowers? (laughs) I'm like, come out. So I fertilized (laughs) today. (laughs) But anyway, thank you so much for your show. I um, promote it. You know, I have some poets I'm working with. Um, I actually have a journal called Diaphanous Micro, and um, it's at diaphanouspress.com. And, yeah, I was plugging you today, so I'm hoping that one of my um, contributors to uh, the second issue I'm doing now um, was supposed to be on. He's supposed to call in today. So that's exciting. Oh, Mike cool. Cole. Yeah. That's awesome. We'll, we'll thank you for, for what you do. Thank you so much for what you do. This is such a unique program, you know. 
Oh, thank you. And I'm really glad that, you know, I was, I was real happy the first time you called in and we got to hear you read and, and you know, all of that. And I'm really glad that you've stuck around. I'm really thankful that we've had a chance to get to know you through your work and that you're, you've been a consistent caller and just, you know, you've just stepped up so gracefully and amazingly and took your place and your role with us that it's just, it's like you've always been here. And I will be doing a workshop. It was very helpful last time to talk to you about it. I took notes. And, um, yeah, definitely, you know, within the next, like, few weeks, I should be able to start recording that. Oh, very cool. I look forward to it. All right, sweetheart, we will talk to you next week. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) Very cool. All right, then. All right. We will see you then. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, our next caller comes from area code 207. 207, you are on the air. Hello. Hey, Nala. <laughs> hey, sweetheart, how are you? I'm okay. I've got a mouthful of crackers. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> that is Hold awesome. Hold on one second. That can I be inspiring, though. Would you like me to take the next caller and come back to you? Would you please? I would do that, yes. I'll be right back, sweetie. All right, bye. <laughs> well, I feel when Soldier Blue cuts off a poem early and I've got peanut butter sandwich in my mouth. I, I can't not talk. All right, next caller, 919, you are on the air. Nyla. Hello. It's been a long time. It has been. I'm not going to tell you that I've been feeling sad and neglected, but I've been feeling sad and neglected. I apologize. Everything going okay with you? It is, it is, it is. Uh, I haven't been really been too motivated. And in a, and, and a few times I came on this year, and, but, then, but then I log off, and then I, you know, and some, but... Naila, you're not easily forgotten. I'll never forget you. <laughs> well, that's what, a good thing. I'm glad. Let's yeah, try for I, that. And I'll never desert you. I know that you guys have lives, and I know that you can't be here all the time, and that's okay. Just as long as you know that you're missed when you're not here. Thank you, thank you, and that and that encourages me more than you'll ever know, because it's a beautiful thing to feel missed. To feel wanted, to feel, you know. It is. Necessary, you know, and and the fact that you say you you miss me is, you know, a certification that I will not desert you. Yeah, I'm. I, I I enjoy doing it this with you, and I've I haven't done this with 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 anyone else as long as I have done this with you. And I, and, I, and I like it. I like doing the, I like the feedback. I like the way you listen. And I, I was here talking to the the other lady just now about about writing. And and you said to, you said to her something that I've always said. I said the only way to write is to write. Mhm. Put something on your damn paper and let somebody you know. You know, critique it for you, but 
if you don't have nothing on the paper, they have nothing to critique. So, you know, and, you know, and this is easy knowledge I'm giving over here. Let's sit down and write and, and let your mind spew what's what in it. And because that's all you can do. Because it is. You, yeah, you cannot write about what you don't know. So you don't have to be afraid. You could only write about what you know. So whatever you don't know, you can't write about it because you have nothing to say on the matter. So you was right. The key is to just write and don't be afraid of what might come out on the paper. As a matter of fact, you see, you should. When I'm writing, I look forward to the end product because I have no idea. You know, I might have no idea what, what I want to put, but I have no idea what it's going to look like when it's finished. And I myself, I, I'm excited to see what my mind is going to put forth on that piece of paper when I write. And, and, and I absolutely agree. I mean, how often do you sit down and you're going to write something and it ends up being completely different than what you sat down to write? I mean, they... You may sit down to write one poem that the other poem is not going to be denied, and it's what gets written. You know, so it is fun. It is fun to sit there and see what's going to happen when you write, what you're going to write about, all of that. And, and it's it because, yeah, go ahead. No, you go ahead. What, what people don't understand when they're writing, they're practicing your craft. Don't be so hard on yourself. No, nobody sees what you're writing but you, so, so you can relax. You yeah, we have, like to give our, we have to give ourselves permission to write like crap. It's okay to write something that's not post-worthy. You know, the exactly. key is to just write. That's how we find the good stuff. If gold because was easy to find, everybody would be a gold miner. Man, I'm telling you, if, if you are afraid to write, then you're, you're in the wrong business. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're in the wrong business. You got to write because the people, if you're a poet, they want to hear what you got to say. They just want to, just read it for me, just read it for me, just read it for me. You know, they want to just read, you know? And because people, you know, that's what they come to you for, they want to hear what you got to say, so... Tell people don't be afraid to write and and you know let, you know let me give them some other points here from from how I started to write because when I you know when I'm writing I'm I'm writing for me like like I put up a post today I put up a post today that said the day I become afraid. I think the day I become afraid of of telling the people what they need to hear and tell them and rather tell them what they want to hear, that would be the end of me. Be yourself. You are unique. You are the only person in the world like you. You know, speak your story. They want to hear it. Everybody different. Of the billions and billions of people in the world, we are all different. Ain't that amazing? It is. I mean, yeah. how boring would it be going to a grocery store and on every single shelf is the same white box 
with the same contents, and that's the only thing you ever get. Imagine that. No. Imagine that. Different differences are really good. Is 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 it getting like because okay, imagine you went to the grocery store now and everybody in there was just like you. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. You look at when you see you, you see you, you see you think like damn you know. Boy, if that was the case, the world would be full of a bunch of good-looking people, wouldn't it, then? <laughs> if they were all like that, you. Right. I'm beautiful minds, you know. I'm beautiful mind, but you know, we are we are not the same. And I was trying to tell people sometimes that you know, that's why you got to be patient with others because we all don't learn at the same time. So you know, we you know you you're not as good as you know. As good as you are now, you wasn't that good all the time. So, you know, we, we are going. We are going and we go differently and in different times. And so we got to wait for those who are going to slow to come up to because we want, we ourselves once went slow. And love is the key. Love is the key. Love people. Treat people right. Love people. Anyway, Naila. Uh, yes, my darling. You know, uh, I'm enjoying the conversation. I, I don't even know what. I didn't come to do too many pieces tonight. I, I had planned to do this one piece. I haven't done it in a while. Well, I haven't done anything much in a while, but I did it recently. And I thought that I would do it again because, you know, I think I think this is this is this is this is this poem here summarizes my life. You know, because that's, I, I think. You know, that's how I, I have written all my life. When I started writing, one thing I know I didn't want to do is sound like anybody else. That was important to me. And that made it easier for me to be me because there is no one else like me. You know, and that's what people got to know. That if your name is Keisha... Is one Keisha God makes, you know, and one of you, and you know, just get your story together and say what you mm-hmm. got to say, and don't forget that 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 you don't have all the time in the world to say it. So, you know, grab the opportunity to speak. For for those shall not always be able to speak. Our lives come to an end. It ends one day. So, it's an opportunity. It is an opportunity. Anyway, this poem I'm going to do for you is called Knowledge. Knowledge, knowledge. I love knowledge all my life. Anyway, the poem will speak for itself. I have loved knowledge all of my life. I Followed her, quoted her, wooed her, loved her from a distance, up close and personal. Ever the focus of my gaze, I loved or cherished none more. And this morning, as I 
awaken. Opened my eyes, and there she laid beside me, my lover. Soundly asleep she lays, and I am comforted. For wisdom stands God at my doors and acknowledges my rising with understanding wound and about ever present the glory of God my benefactor and strength of my life. The morning favors me, for there are no strange bedfellows here. As love is in the air, we frolic and play under the auspices of the Almighty God Himself. And there be no higher power. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. That was beautifully inspiring, incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me are so welcome. Hey, hey, hello, you know, you know the, I remember I, I wrote that poem there, and I'm telling you something. When I write a poem, I don't, when I finish writing a poem, I don't look at it. When I write a poem, I just close it. So, really and truly, if I lost it, I wouldn't miss it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's really like if if I need if I need a new poem, I don't have to write one. I just take up my books and I look through my books because I know I know that there's a poem in there that that I don't know is there, and I look and I see which one, you know, because because when I'm writing, I'm writing my conviction. I don't have to question myself, you know, because I'm writing my conviction, so then I can go back later and and. And, and and see how we really come out because in the past when I used to immediately we read my work, sometimes I used to destroy them. And a friend of mine I met her and I told her, she said, No, no, I don't when you write a poem don't destroy it. Because because sometimes when you write a poem, if you look at it immediately when you don't write it, you know, you go you could second guess yourself, you know. Mm-hmm. But but if you wait after when you come and and you, and your st- expectation is is uh is is level you know you have no expectation you know you just go in there and you just take it take it out and when you start to read it because at the time because sometimes I, I might find mine a year after could be years after it could be six months 
You know, but then what I'm saying is that when you start to read it, the whole poem is absolutely new to you. You know, you can't even remember what you were writing till when you start to read. So then, <laughs> How often have we gone to our notebooks, you guys, and uh, looked at something and it's like, wow, did I, did I write that? Who says that? Did I write that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and when you do that, you find yourself, you find your, you find your talent, you know, you learn, you know, you know, you learn how to, to master your craft. You learn to mm-hmm. master your craft, you know, then you become a master speaker because, you know, you, you know, like, you know, it's like they say, you know, uh, I, t- I tell people, I say, some people try to get, to get the poetry right. You know, we we I can't get it wrong. You know, that's what I feel. And and I and I and I I wish they long time because you you know what I used to call them my aha moment when you write a point. <laughs> yeah, and and it came out for you like you're like aha aha you know okay okay and then and then after you start to look for your aha moments then aha moments become commonplace because you know because. You know, because you you master your craft, you know. You have mastered your craft, you know, you don't have because actually what it is, you do, you wouldn't have a, a problem expressing yourself. Uh, my dear, I have a son. He's just like me. No, he's better than me. I mean yeah, and and I his did mind, not know you had a son. I know, I don't talk. I don't talk about it a lot because my son is my first position and and, mm-hmm. and and he like he likes me. He's a really close to but you know, but I you know I, I'm you know I, I really love you know, even today I was telling him so <laughs> sometimes I was gonna tell him something and he just ex- explain break it down for me. I mean like in like three seconds. I mean instinctively Instinctively, you know, I'm thinking like, wow, and that's what you know. I've, 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 you know, I have a son that I, I enjoy talking to, you know, you know. I, sometimes I have to beg him for conversation because sometimes he goes, Dad, not no, Dad, not no. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Yeah, he goes, not no, but I, yeah, and you know. He, 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 even tonight we only were talking, and he said, like, he said, he said somebody, somebody tell him one time that, 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 that he's too honest, and 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 they're gonna get him in trouble, and you know, that's how you know that, that that's how it is. But you want to be honest, you don't want to, you don't want to to be this dishonest. I would rather be in trouble and honest than. Yeah, that, that and, yeah, and be a liar, you know, because let me tell you something. Deceit is bondage. That's why people are not happy and miserable. And let me tell you something you know, about deceit, you know. When you start to carry deceit, the older you get, the heavier the bone gets, you know. Mm-hmm. It weighs you down. It weighs you don't it deprive you of your joy. You are the cause of your own misery. You know, just by trying to want to live and deny the truth. 
You have to embrace the truth. You know, that's, that's freedom city. You know, because, I mean, you're going to die anyway. Better to die for the truth than to live for the lie and still lose your life. You know? Yeah, you know, speak the truth and speak it ever. Cause it what it will. For they that who hide the wrong they did does the wrong thing still. You know? You gotta, yeah, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you, yeah, you got to be honest. I tell people, honesty is the foundation for growth. Honesty is the foundation for exponential growth. Because the truth will always, always, always reveal itself. There is no defense against the truth. It's a fool's errand to fight against the truth. You might win a couple. You, you, you might win a couple battles, but you sure as hell gonna, you're gonna lose the war. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. All right, my sweetheart. Do me a favor. Tell everybody how they can come find more of these words of wisdom from you. Uh, you can find me at Grandville John Hedrington. Facebook, the same name on Instagram, and if you want any of my books. You can go to Amazon, look look for Poetry for Thought, Volume 1, uh, no, Volume 2 and 3. If you want Volume 1, you could, you could contact me myself and all that stuff. And you can find my phone number, the update, if you want to hire me. Um, I'm not expensive. But beside I love what I do. Yeah, you know, just... <laughs> Yes, you know, nice talking to everybody out there in the listening audience. It was a pleasure talking to you and talking to Nyla and have you all listening and I'll be back. And I, I gotta bring some new stuff to my Nyla. I gotta you know, I, I have I have I have new stuff uh, you know, just gathering dust. Not to mention those in my mind. Still in my mind. <laughs> Well, we'll watch for those to come out then. Man, I'm telling you, I, 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 I you know, um, I, I don't know if, you ha- if I have enough more time in my life, but my, and and my as time passes, I could, I could feel myself, uh, growing. You know, my, I'm, I'm getting better at, at just being me. Yeah, I'm just getting better, so you know, I, I love it. I'm, I'm at a good place. I'm at a good place. Anyway. Thank you again, Naila, and I, I had been gone a while. I hope this is kind of made up for it. Well, but, even when you're not here, you're still here in our hearts, so we appreciate you. Glad you were able to make it in. Glad we were able to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, great job tonight, love. Okay, thank you. I'll be back for sure, as usual. Have a good night. Perfect. Have a blessed night. You too, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All righty, so our next caller comes from area code. I'm going to go ahead and give the next three callers so you kind of have a heads up where you are. We are still having some issues. Oh, these glasses are killing my face. I got new reading glasses, and they're just kind of a pain in my butt. Um, our next three callers, so you kind of know where you are. We have area code 501832 and 585 are our next three callers. 
902, I do see you on the board, but you are not in the lineup. If you would like to come on and read tonight, press 1, and that will alert me that it is okay to unmute your mic. Otherwise, if you're here just listening and hanging out, there you go. All right, good. So we got area code. Dun, 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 we brought 207. Tammy! I need to bring Tammy on next. Okay. 207, did you eat your cracker? I ate my crackers. (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness. I almost forgot. I'm sorry. So what's going on with you, my love? Oh, I'm just hanging out, listening to your show. I um I love listening to your show. There's so many good readers on here. I enjoy it so much. We have a lot of fun for sure. And I'm glad that you're back. I guess when people go run off and they go have lives, but they always come back home. I'm glad you're back home. Yeah. I missed the last couple of weeks. I actually I was busy and kind of forgot I've got therapy in the afternoon late in the afternoon, so I was dealing with that and dealing with family and dealing with whatnot and and kind of forgot about the show, and I was so mad at myself when I remembered. That's okay. We're always here. We aren't going anywhere. We've been here for 14 years, so you take care of stuff you need to take care of, and when you can be here, you're here. We appreciate you. Thank you. So are we reading one or two tonight? You can do two. Just one? Two. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, This one is called Waiting. My dreams are weary, forlorn faith and devotion, scarcely able to lift self, carry on another day. I want not to believe anymore in you, lover. I have surrendered to a phantom. Mine, ever since my first rescue, decades ago, you favored, when naivety claimed unsteady meanderings in the back seats of rusty cars. Sticky hands, sweaty bodies, ignorant as to how, nonetheless brave enough to crave. Aged now, I dream of you still, as jaded as I. Curious if the next corner brings effervescence, light along dim, enduring spark in me. And in the midst of our autumn, we live happily ever after. The end. <laughs> that was awesome. Gotta love those good that's honest pieces, about, right? That's just about waiting for love. Fantastic job on that. Um, This one is called Her Voice. And it's it's an adult subject. There's nothing really crude or anything about it, but it is an adult subject, and some people might be uncomfortable with it. But uh, there's nothing, you know, nasty or anything about it. Um, It's called Her Voice. She sat in the witness box. Silent as the secret she was threatened to carry. 
probed for her very existence, her birthright to simply be. Her womb, the enemy, deserving of inherent guilt, titled since Adam a sin. What did she do but live? Bobby socks and bobby pins, curls all natural and lip gloss shining as bright as her spirit, smiling at life without fear, carefree and broad, loving everything and everyone fearlessly, boundlessly. Perhaps a bit passionate, but what you gonna do? Blame nature? She was born of light. A flame that broils within for all things beauty and beastly are worthy of her love, naive. Some can't handle that kind of fire. Some try to own it, steal it, extinguish what is brighter than themselves, and some succeed. But not this time. Not this girl. She speaks. And that's the end. Not this time, not this girl. That was great. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. You know, I'm glad every I once in a while you hear a line that it's just—it's a very strong line. I mean, it, the whole poem was amazing, right? But you hear a line that's just that—that that line, not this girl, not this time. That needs to be a bumper sticker, or that needs to be on a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You're very welcome. I appreciate that. All right, you got other readers. Um, I'm on Facebook under uh, Poet Tammy Hendricks, and I'm on um, uh, um, WordPress under Tammy L. Hendricks at WordPress or dot WordPress. And I really appreciate you letting me read. <laughs> You just you had to twist my arm so hard, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, I appreciate you, hon. Thank you for being who you are and doing what you do. You do a great thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right, sweetheart. So talk to you next week. Talk to me next week. Yeah, right. I look forward to it. All right, me too. All right, baby. Great job. Appreciate you so much. You have no idea. All right, thanks. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye, Ann. All right, you guys. I'm glad I remembered. I've been really sad if I forgot her up there. All right. So... I'm trying to look at, hang on just a second, because everything is just really hiccuping right now on the board. I want to make sure. I, five, 501-832-585 and 902. 281, I see you down there on the board, or 281, excuse me, 281. You are not in the lineup, though. If you want to come on the air, press 1. That will alert me that it's okay to unmute your mic. Otherwise, if you're here just listening... And hanging out, appreciate it. If you change your mind at any time, you can press one and I'll bring on. All right, let's go ahead and grab, I think this is Jay. 501, you are on the air. 
501. Oh, talented one. Hey, how you doing, Miss Nyla? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I got a long work day in, in the back of me. I'm ready to do a little bit of poetry now and go ahead and finish uh, decompressing and turn it in. Well, awesome. Mm-hmm. At least that's so, my plan. Uh, you know how plans go, though. Yeah. <laughs> I most definitely do know how plans go. I spend months and yeah. months and months all winter long planning my trip of the year, and I get three feet off, you know, out of the driveway, and they've changed already. So, yeah. You're right. <laughs> three feet, huh? That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a procrastinator, too. Uh, I hate that about myself. It's something I've been trying to change, and when I see it in other people, it burns me up. So I guess I'm a hypocrite as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, darling, what do you have for us tonight? All right. Uh, this is a piece that I had wrote that uh, uh, the network was doing, like a stage play or something like that, and I had went ahead and uh, did this piece to go ahead and be a, be a part of it. They just pressed the button, let you in, and you didn't say anything. You just started into your piece, and I'm about to start into this one. <clears throat> Before I decided the audience with you, I set my house in the order, in order to tell you all my heart. I have traveled many continents seeking a beauty such as yours. I am but a humble man of meager status, with only honor and integrity as my current currency. It was a year ago almost to this day when I heard you say, Words that leave like a basket of choice throats, as your moist voice spoke like a lion on the plains of peace. Resounding in the still of the night under a full moon's light, I heard your call and paused. And like a stained pane glass, I instinctually fractured from your life. Your voice, like an apparition, now echo and roams the deepest chambers of my heart. And on that very night, you took my life. But I yield to you tonight. With no regrets of your conquest, I am here bare chest in my own behest, soaked in love's sweat. Like fresh drops of dew, dove, when the dew glistens in the dawn's moonlight. Would I be too poor if I were to read you a poem? Yes, I write. When the conditions for love are just so. And that's not a mere first sight. Although you are an eye's delight that has cut roots into my heart. Sparking my pen to scratch. Did the page starts with night. As if love was some type of bizarre old battlefield of healing skills that mend gashes and gouges and push broken bones back under the flesh. Your scars are an outward expression and a testament of your strength. As I place this little bitty crown upon your finger, 
If the lions should see, then let the lions do as they do best, and I shall fight them back with every bone and beat from my chest. In peace. It's a little bitty crown on your finger. That was a great line. Right. Appreciate it. That, that, I mean, that's a, that, that is a huge little line. Yeah, uh, uh, that was something I had added in after I had already uh, did the poem, and I was reading. I said, "This is kind of flat right here," and I had put that in there. Uh, and you know, sometimes when you do that, it can throw off the uh, your rhythm for the next verse, but it it, it didn't it, it helped it. <laughs> uh, I think it was fantastic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're reading too, aren't you? Um, yes, ma'am, I can read too. All right. All right. Uh, yes. All right. No, um, yes, we, uh, I, I grabbed it in a second. Yeah, uh, the ketchup. Are you still there, sweetheart? Yes, ma'am. I am. Um, I am. Um, there was a certain poem I had wanted to read, just uh, because it was. I'll read this one right here. <clears throat> a long silver flower, wrapped in thin gold petals, reaches towards the warmth of the sun. She's encased in green lace with love powder upon her face. Her stature is similar. Her color is deeper than familiar, and she is perfectly blue. It is said, but she is one of a million. But you see, to me, she is one in one billion. I will protect her from the scissors of villains, the blazing sun of opinion. She is perfect for me. A beautiful vision. I mean, birds and bees pay their respect, and as a reward, she attaches messages of love around their neck. This is a busy time of year for the field of flowers. They drive a global workforce, the ceremonial force. She is a fierce provider, and her harvests are both delectable and bountiful. She sways in the wind with her beauty. With her perfume, what? On the curb. Rain or dirt sullies her tight. She is fire as a flame of fire. Her intangibles are her edibles. With her outstretched leaves, she feeds her body cosmic rays that nurse, making her grandeur pure, and her weapon of choice is her alone. She is. She is. She is a flower. Thank you. Aww, that was beautiful. Thank you, thank you. 
Was y'all That's talking about right. process earlier with you and Granville? Mm-hmm. Um, I caught like the tail end of it, but I had caught something about like a, a motivational motivational factor in process. Um, me, I uh, I write with joy and, and cleverness, uh, but normally when I go ahead and perform my piece, it's a, a, a lump of fear there as far as uh, how to execute it, if I can execute it, um, if, it's, if it's not like or not. Because uh, I don't I don't see people as far as the poetry goes, but I do see my peers. So I write uh, my poetry for, uh, for my peers for their uh, validation. Okay, I'm here. Is it? Can you hear me? Yep, you're in there. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun with this tonight. The board is really acting up. Awesome words of wisdom. I'm sidetracked now. I totally lost my place. It's like I just pulled out of my driveway and I'm lost already. <laughs> it's like don't send me a message in the middle of me talking because it doesn't work. <laughs> right, right, right. Throws me off every time. I know, right? All right, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can find you and everything you got going on, the stuff that you and your beautiful wife do, all that good stuff. Uh, catch up with us on Instagram at j uh, j dot and dot j production. Um, I have paintings over there for sale. If y'all don't even want to buy paintings, but y'all are interested, go over there and check them out. See what they look like. Uh, if y'all actually want to learn how to do those things that you see, y'all can come over to uh, YouTube. Um, like Nyla said, me and my beautiful wife, we uh, we sit there, we talk about life, we have fun, uh, but we're doing these things. And not only are we doing these things, we're teaching people how to do these things. Uh, these paintings are uh, are abstract, so you don't have to be a Picasso, you don't have to have no background. Uh, me and my wife will tell you how to do it. Come on over there. That's at J and J Productions, Acrylic Arts. That's on YouTube. J and J J and J Production Acrylic Arts. Are uh, you gonna see a picture of a, a Great Pyrenees on there? And that's and that'll be a. Uh, that's the letter J and the letter J, right? Uh, letter J. Uh, then that little you can put and in there. A and D. But I put that little ampersand or bang or whatever that thing is, and I stuck that in there. But uh, whatever it is, uh, J and the computer algorithm are going to hit read. We're trying to break it to the algorithm. If y'all can come over there and hit like, comment, or, or any of that stuff, subscribe, we would very much so appreciate it. It's tough breaking into this algorithm. I don't know how people do it, but we are going to keep chugging away at it. <laughs> we will make sure that we help take care of that for you. You. If you think about it, it throw the link for that up on my uh, up on my Facebook page. Yes, ma'am. I'll be honest. Yeah, just post it up there whenever you want. Just when you you guys got something coming up, or there's something new out, or whatever. You know, it's kind of, my page is kind of like the bulletin board in the coffee shop. Just Beautiful. throw whatever you want up there. We need one of those in the poetry community. Yeah, yeah, that's what my page is. So. 
take advantage of that and let us know what's going on. Okay? All right. Thank you very much, Steve. Perfect. All right. Hug your wife for us. Tell her we appreciate her and the support she gives you and all the stuff she does for your guys' community. And we will talk to you next week. Yes, ma'am. And that's what it takes. You take care. Perfect. All right. We'll talk to you soon, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you are on the air. Hey, Naila. How are you all? Hi, Uma. How are you, sweetheart? I'm doing great. It's um, awesome to hear I mean, from you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I got a poem just written just for this program and in this tiny mini other pro- other poem too that I wrote before, not today. Um, it's called... Um, Victoriously Dazed. I have nothing to say. No, not anything. Following your whims or fancies is not the same as following your dreams. Following etiquette is not the same as keeping traditions abreast of times. Although I know that people dream and fantasize, if they fantasize their life into a dream, are they mistaken? I have nothing to say. If I see a coward, I would say nothing. If I see a hero, I have nothing to say, but not in understanding. A hero in one field shines with his or with one's shield, but avoid behind the inflated shield holding that plaque says it all. The void left behind the dent says how many things you had ignored to raise the metal take a form of the victory plaque of the shield you are holding. May you realize this once, so many laughters so many tears and so many critical things that were left alien to your winning streak. No, there is nothing more to say. There's nothing more I can say. End poem. There's nothing more I can say. And that about says it all, doesn't it? <laughs> what can I do? It can be you can do a lot with words. That was a great poem. Am I? <laughs> well, um, I'm eager to read the other one if you allow me to. Oh, please, yes, of and, course. And, and do come back to both of them because this one, I wanted to read it last week and I could not, so I want to read it this time. Mm-hmm. And it's called Tabitha the Tabby Cat. Wish I had a cat, would call her Tabby, name her Tabitha, and think of my sister Amita. It's a sweet dream, as I think, as I am thinking of Tabitha, as I think of Tabitha, I'm eating an entire pint of vanilla ice cream. Tabby Kitty runs after squirrels and birds, and sometimes 
those dang mice. They dance and curl as we think it is whirlwind, whirlwind of thoughts with their folk, flying like saucers of cheese across the moon. And there is no cow jumping around. Oh my, it is just my silly tabby cat dream. Like she eats honey with cream from a spoon as the blue bell vanilla ice cream is dripping as it is stealing. There you go, my tabby cat girl. End point. <laughs> now I want ice cream. <laughs> That's a powerful poem with the, that can have that kind of a power of suggestion on the brain, right? <laughs> yeah. And there was this, just so, it was my cousin Amita's birthday on that day, and then I went out writing lines and lines and lines after lines, so that is how it came out. Oh, it was a fantastic job, such a, a, an endearing poem, for sure. <laughs> At least I'm happy I wrote it. One other cousin's wife, she was talking, and she has a cat, and she's fond of so many cats. Her cat gets uh, all kinds of uh, presents to her. She goes out into the field and gets live mice, live birds, and live sometimes rabbits too. She doesn't cannot yep. kill them. So she brings them as if they're pets. And she doesn't let the cat, rabbit go back because she thinks it is her little one. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So the tabby cat, once and for all, I had to write it down because I can't keep on, um, you know, just dreaming because from the place I came from, right from my age three years to maybe as long as my son was three years also, I had cats every time. And in fact, back in home, they'll say, Uma's kitten, that's Uma's kitten. It has come to our home. Why did she come? Is, is she coming to steal the milk or is she coming to steal the yogurt? Oh, my God, that's Uma's <laughs> kitten, you see. <laughs> oh, so we should call her a little cat burglar, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Uma's kitten is that. So now I don't have a cat, so... I can't keep on not having a cat, so it is there on my paper cat here with words. I love it. All <laughs> right, my sweetheart, tell everyone how they can come find you, honey. Well, I'm here at uh, Naila's place, or, uh, you know, we don't call it a place, but it is um, a place where we talk, a space mm-hmm. from the void that can connect you all and give you reward. So that's where you'll find me. Well, we are glad you are here with us, and we appreciate you so much, my dear. Thank you, Naila. I'll come back to bore you all again. <laughs> no, you never do that. You're amazing. All right, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon, sweetheart. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Have a nice You're day. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'll come on board. Our next caller. 
just lost my whole board. So 832, I'm, I don't even know. The, everything's mixed up. I don't even know who's been on. I'm going to check with 832. 832, are you with me? 832? Yes, Nyla, it's Amelia. Hey, Amelia, how are you doing, sweetheart? I'm fabulous, thank you. It is good to hear from you. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> it's been a while, so what's going on in your life? What'd you bring for us tonight? Um, well, the second poem I do will tell you what I've been up to, but um, first one is fresh off the presses. It's called Return to Eden. Tears flooded my eyes like heavy rain. A slow leak from my heart has blood dropping into my pen. Darkness surrounding me, squinting to find the light. Regret, remorse, revealing, remembering. Knives in my back and in my heart. Humanity has lost its human consciousness. Mortality rates soaring, birth rates declining, world turning towards destruction, animals roaring at the carnage, children's innocence lost. Adults have become deaf and blind to the horrific. With each new pump of the heart, more blood is seeping into my pen. Each new incident of the horrific, tears falling like a hurricane. When will the blind see? When will the deaf hear? When will humanity wake up out of its long slumber? How can we turn back the clock to avoid the destruction? How can innocence be restored? How can a broken heart mend? When will the darkness be washed away by the light? When will the ignorant be educated? How long before hate is replaced by love? Can a song be sung out to heaven to stop the evil that plagues us? Will the orchestra's melody replace the composition of the music that is bringing sin? Will the camera of life be safe, or will it capture the essence of torture from all of humanity at the hands of demonic forces? Will the exquisite heavenly host stop the execution into the depths deepest parts of darkness questions questions as the answers are yet to be known pray for change pray for assistance pray for sinners pray for the saints pray for humanity we must stop the destruction of ourselves and of all humanity before it's too late we must find love compassion forgiveness, and understanding. Life must be regarded as sacred. A human heart is delicate. We must stop the pain. 
A mind is easily swayed. Education is empowering. Allow happiness and joy to develop into paradise on earth. Return to the core of Eden. Let us once again walk with God as our Father. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. That was pretty dang powerful there, Missy. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so very much. Now, to answer your question, here is the second poem. It is called Friendship King. It started off Mother's Day weekend. He cooked barbecue and served me dinner of steak, potato salad, and baked beans. He brought a bouquet of pink roses and a heart-shaped balloon. He needs a place of serenity, a home of peace and tranquility. Needing a place to lay his head, a break from where he is at now. He isn't a mooch or trying to get a free ride. He is looking for a soulmate, confidant, homie, lover, friend. He wants a respite to enjoy escapism from the harsh world he once lived in. I'm allowing him time to breathe and an ear to listen to his thoughts, ideas, and future plans. We flow together like an orchestra. His voice is smooth as silk. His smile is like sunshine on a rainy day. His personality is far above the rest. He is a king of the highest realm. He knows his Bible and is well-versed on just how to apply it to daily living. Tall, dark chocolate. Sensuousness oozing out of him like syrup out of a tree. Dark brown eyes, bright and gleaming, twinkling and sparkling. He rides for hours to help me around my place, sweeping and mopping my floors. Dusting the furniture and walking my dog, not demanding anything in return. He just allows us to flow naturally, beginning as friends first. Our friendship is sweet and delightful, strong and profound. Working hard on his job during the week, when the weekend comes, he is at my place helping out. Our conversations are amazing, seeing life much the same way, laughing, joking, smiling, and hugging, playing music, reciting my poetry, watching sports, heartwarming indeed, a soft, sensuous, baritone voice that had me from the start, with the body sculpted like Michelangelo's Apollo, including strong, rippling muscles. A heart of gold and an intelligent mind that can quote Einstein's scientific data. He is extremely protective of me, knowing my past. He will never allow another to hurt or harm me again. Our weekend spent has become our private paradise, a secluded place of peace and harmony. 
The future stretches out in front of us like a diamond, many facets, sharp and gleaming with beauty. This is a dance that is unique, flowing with a phenomenal rhapsody. King Chocolate and Queen Peaches sashaying into their royal garden of bliss. Musings of Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen, and peace. So that's why you haven't been here. You've been sashaying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and and this time, Nyla, this is not uh, a future uh, uh, hopeful uh, poem about something uh, to take place somewhere in the future. Well, I am very excited for you. I'm excited for me, too. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. Yes, he is very sweet. Um, and um, we shall see what, what um, manifests for the future. But it's looking extremely good at this point. <laughs> Well, that is very exciting. So I can expect some good love poems from you. You know what? And it works to his favor. He does not particularly like poetry. <laughs> he likes rap, but he doesn't particularly like poetry. But that's great because he's not like a stalker crazy person after me because I'm a poet. <laughs> and they're they're out there, man. They're beating down the doors, hiding they, in our they wishes. They are, and they have come after me. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> they have. <laughs> anyway, you can find Wiley me on Rabbit, Facebook. <laughs> you can find me on Facebook under Amelia T. Davis, E-M-I-L-I-A-T-D-A-V-I-S. I have a like page. You can find me on all uh, platforms under Amelia T. Davis, a.k.a. Poetical Angel Queen. And hopefully I'll be here next Thursday um, to uh, bring you some more more sashaying. Well, yes, if you're not, I'll know why. Yeah, he, it's weekends, Nyla. You didn't pick that part up weekends, so Friday through Sunday. <laughs> so Although funny. he does tend to pop by um, during the week. He was here yesterday, but, um, yeah. All right, my darling. Great job tonight. Real excited for you, and I look forward to seeing what kind of poetry manifests from this new development in your life. Thank you, Nyla. Blessings and hugs. <laughs> Blessings to you too, baby girl. We'll talk to you soon, honey. Yes. All righty. Okay, you guys, our next caller, our last caller for the evening, comes from area code 585. If I can get them unmuted, 585, are you with me? Yes, hello. <laughs> Hi. That's Perry, how are you? I'm doing awesome. You got in here just in the tailings, didn't you? This is awesome. Welcome to the show, baby. I managed, thank you. 
I was really enjoying listening to uh, Obvious Joy of Amelia. That was crazy. <laughs> I know. She's so happy. Right. It made me change. I was going to do a certain part, but no, it, it's, it made me have to do something else. Girls out there sashaying. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I sashayed. Well, that's too bad. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah, um, I've been busy. I got uh, I got things coming up. I was on radio today on somebody else's show. I was on as a guest, as a commentator. On a, uh, there's a new film out that's about the uh, a summer music festival that was held in Harlem in 1969. You'll see advertisements on it. And since I'm from Harlem and I lived in New York at that time, and, you know, connection with music, I was uh, invited to be a guest at the screening and a guest on radio today. So we did that, and that came off, I thought, well, we have um, the anthology, which we had worked on earlier in the year, will be presented at a picnic of the poets group that it's from. So that will be next week. And I got play next week. Um, it's a Zoom play, but it's you know still something to get ready for. So we're going to be very busy. That's, that's the best thing to do. But back to Amelia. Well, <laughs> <laughs> people like Amelia or in the same spaces. And so uh, Amelia gave gave us inspiration today. So I have this thing I did some time ago called body art. Lying in the dark. Breath to chest, find your place where everything fits. My eyes gleam, searching night's azure to meet yours. My hoarse whispers pierce your sweet moans, harmonious in the dark, while my fingertips entwine in your form, artfully. Nimbly trace the curves, blend our colors into one. Lightly brush strokes accentuate undulating rhythms, shadows promenade black. Inflamed to our core, feel us melting with every touch. Favor the aroma of hunting, of whispered exclamation, smoldering words set free in a world for two, together in solitude, making body art in the dark. And Paul. Making body art in the dark. That ain't that, that's, that's, a, that's a great line, too. That's true. That's what that is. It reminds me of this one weekend back in the 80s during my wild days. And all I'm going to say is glow sticks were involved. (laughs) And the house looked like a universe. Actually, I did do that when it wasn't anything sexual. I just tried to make it sound cool. We poked holes in glow sticks and flung them all over the house so the entire house looked like a, it was its own universe. It was really cool. If you haven't, guys have not tried that, I suggest doing it. Body art is body art. <laughs> well, if you do it, so be it. <laughs> are you going to, uh, are you going to read too, my love? Yeah, I have another. Um, just, uh, a sleep of thought that I kind of worked all the way through. It's called Pocket. It's a loser 
any way you look at it. No matter, it jingles. A quarter and two dimes. A quarter, a dime, and two nickels. Four dimes and a nickel. Five nickels and two dimes. Seven nickels and a dime. Nine nickels. Forty-five pennies. Forty-five cents. In a fifty-cent world. Pocket change. And Paul. In a fifty-cent world. Wow. You're on a roll tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I was on a roll when I wrote so. <laughs> I got to get back <laughs> to this stuff. I mean, I've been stressing out doing all this other stuff, and I need to be writing stuff. Really need to be writing. But, man, it's just better. Well, I am really glad you were able to get on the show. I just took a bite of pizza. Could you hear me? Yeah, yeah. My, my uh, stomach was growling. I, <laughs> I tried to sneak a bite. I don't think I was very quiet about eating my pizza. I'm glad you were able to get on. I mean, you, I mean it's an absolutely perfect way to close out the show. It's been a fantastic night, and uh, it's kind of nice. Kind of nice that you're my. Um, you are my. Um, Last dance of the night? Well, it's my pleasure. I'm glad I was able to be here. Uh, I'm glad I was able to get in under the wire, and I'm especially glad that I came on after Amelia because she, she made me <laughs> feel happy. She really did make me feel happy. So and I hope she did that. Me too. All the best. I'm always glad to hear Granville. You know, whatever he talks about, I'm glad to hear about it. So uh, I'm glad, particularly glad to be here tonight. Uh, I'm Doug Curry, and I'm on the Facebook now as Douglas Curry. I'm not on there a whole lot. Um, I really have to establish more of a presence. As I say, I have to do more writing. But uh, what I do these days is still on uh, allpoetry.com under the name Manchild99. Hope I see Very you there. Very cool. Okay. All right, sweetheart. We will talk to you next week. If everything right. turns out right. Everything is going smoothly. Listen, I appreciate you continuing with the show. I appreciate the work you do. I'm sure everybody else feels the same. Have a good night. Thank you, baby. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. You have been listening to Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I want to thank everyone for being here tonight. It's been a fantastic show. We're going to close it off with a piece by, oh, come on, I told you my, my studio's acting up. No, 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 no. Come on. Get back over here. We may not hope in a piece. Um, let's do Andrew Scott Snake with a Flower because I can't scroll. And we haven't talked to Andy in a while. And here we go. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. I invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, to feel what gives me power, to meet the actual snake with the flower. I've heard stories of my demise, folk tales given by the unwise, storytellers with no ear, dishing out tales to cover their own fear. Tales of great evil, a place around me built by the devil, escapades covered in sin, delivered with a lust grin. 
I have heard how I have led all into temptation. The path of right and wrong always leads to confusion. Storytellers say, I always will lead you down the wrong path. The piper's marching you to the deviant bath. Folklore states that all souls are in my treasury, amassed by traits of debauchery. Living in heaven, lined in sin, the tales of where they begin. Storytellers' muse must all be true. Tales of terror that must be through and through. Fires of hell surround my throne, a kingdom built on my own. So I do invite you to visit my mountain, sharing the gift of the ever-giving fountain, where no judgment gives the power to the snake, the snake with flower. With, invite you to visit my mountain, to drink from my fountain, invite you to heal my mountain.